1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast episode, special episode, surprise. We are in our favorite spot in October, not watching horror movies. We're in the basement of the Grand Theater out in Grand Island, Nebraska. That means one thing. We are here at Prairie Lights Film Festival. I am your host for this episode. I am Greg the Movie Guy sitting... Nope, naturally to my left. You, usually you sit on my left is Patrick. That is correct. Hey, right. everybody, how's it going? And Josh is on Across the Table. We're I'm always just, across the we're table. We're just missing Maddie and Hellraiser. There you go. Yay, we said it, Maddie. We said, we said, we said it, it, Maddie, it for just, just for you. <laughs> All right, we are getting ready to kickstart an epic weekend. We actually had a, a great night last night. Uh, saw some fantastic films, and uh, we're kicking uh, today off with some more fantastic films. We're going to be talking with some filmmakers. You know the usual stick. Stick, 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 stick. We're not we're not talking usual pieces of wood here. Just kind of getting this uh, rolling here. What uh, would everybody think of the film from last night?
2: Thought it was pretty solid evening, actually. Uh, it was mostly shorts. Well, it was only shorts last night. There yeah, was, was not shorts, a feature. Yep. That is true. I think the longest one that ran was probably about close to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a uh, double feature. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Ryan Olson's Good Grace. Grace. Oh, it's yeah. Grace. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. That's right. Pretty solid evening. Absolutely. Good representation of Nebraska filmmakers. Obviously, you know, a lot of people just starting out or, you know, in the infancy of their mm-hmm. filmmaking processes. Right. But I really think it was a good representation last evening.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Uh, anything stand out last night to anybody film-wise? You know, um, we'd,
1: we'd seen a – I think it was a snippet of goodnight. Say, good, dang, say goodbye, Grace. Say yeah, goodbye, yeah. Grace. I'm going to – goodbye, myself. Yeah we 've seen a, a snippet of that, I think it was last two year ago. two years ago. Two excuse years ago, me, yep. and so it 's interesting yeah. to see how that evolved uh, really, really liked that uh, really came uh, came together really nicely, beautiful shots, yeah. uh, great script, but the one that really stood out to me was the the short film donor Yes, I would agree with was you on that one okay. absolutely just mind blowing from beginning to end.
2: I had a chance to talk to the filmmaker uh, oh, you did afterwards because he was up on the panel. Oh, yeah. With me. And afterwards, he and I talked for a little bit. And, you know, it was interesting because of his struggle trying to find talent for it, trying to find a location for it. You know, it's things that you and I deal with every time we try to do mm-hmm. a film. But I think that one just fell together really, really well for him. One location, single idea, hardly any dialogue whatsoever. But it was a very clean, clear idea. Yep. Absolutely. And so for that reason, that kind of stuck out at me that it, someone went forward with a very specific idea and it came out as a really
1: good story. Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely agree.
3: Uh, you know, last night we also saw a 15-year-old uh, take the, the screen and the stage for the first time that ever true. in Prairie Lights uh, Film Festival history. Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Wade, who has been in movies uh, here and has been here. The last at least few years for the festival uh, finally uh, stood up and said she was ready to to make her own mm-hmm. uh, film. She's been on enough uh, sets and she's had enough experience to where she could write and direct her own thing. So uh, she showed Take One last night for the first time uh, and it got Received really well, really well, really <laughs> yeah, well received. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get Kaylee in here for an interview. Yeah, we'll talk to Kaylee. I'm sure that, that's she it, likes that was, to talk.
1: Oh, absolutely. That was a uh, that was a fun watch because I remember three or four years ago when she approached me about that idea, and I told her we, we can make it happen. And you know, it, I I helped her with the with one of the initial writes uh, on the script, and I'm I'm glad she didn't go with the one that I had because I think I screwed up her idea. And uh, she went off and did her own thing. But just seeing it come together and completely culminate last night was just awesome. Absolutely awesome to see her be able to do that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So So, uh, Blood Oak uh, Sex Demon stood out to me (laughs) The double bill. The double bill. (laughs) Because I wasn't – based on the name of that, I was like, this could go one of two ways. Right. And it actually went a third way that I wasn't even thinking about. So – they did horror comedy really, really well. Mm-hmm. I thought last night uh, the the fake trailer was really funny, mm-hmm. and they had that uh, what do you call it? Grindhouse? Very Grindhouse. Feel. It had a Grindhouse yeah. feel to it, but it also yeah. had
2: like the mm-hmm. 19, 1970s, early eighties feel yeah. when mm-hmm. it came to like being at a drive in theater right. with the coming yeah. attraction yep. Yep. segues into it and everything else. Yeah, so and that was a would... feature presentation, yeah. right?
3: <laughs> so uh, that was fun. Since so Sex Demon was like, I mean. Again, super cheesy, but a, a ton of fun. So yeah, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed that one, and then uh, it kind of, sort of became the midnight fright show a little bit last <laughs> night. Um, and I don't say that because we had eight films in there. I just say that because uh, four of the films that kind of closed last night, we each had a hand on in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I mean, Patrick was on take one for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Greg wrote and Patrick directed. Twisted Sisters that played. Um, I wrote the feed and Je- so I mean it's just mm-hmm. like those four. We each had kind mm-hmm. of a hand on well, the Midnight Fright name was not on every one of them, but our name was we on were a piece. Right? Out. Yeah. So so that was kind of fun to to watch that section also play well. I thought Twisted Sisters played really well last night. It got a really
2: nice it reaction played <clears throat> from the audience. Better
1: than I expected, but my heart was racing once the yeah. uh, the opening credits started rolling. Right.
2: Uh, <laughs> I old, was I was just worried about that last part. I right? mean, not necessarily worried, but I was anxious to see what the audience what response the reaction was going was. to yep. be. Yeah, that's, that's, all I that's exactly very, where I at was. The, yeah. very
3: end. So that's the whole time I was. That's the only part I was waiting for was that one section where he does what he does and just to hear what everybody else was uh going to react to. Yeah. But yeah. they reacted to a couple of spots too because the first reveal uh, when we pulled back and you first see what he's hooked up to, mm-hmm. uh, that got a good rela- uh, yeah. sp- uh, response. And then the first time you show the machine he's hooked up to, mm-hmm. that got a good response. So Twisted Sisters played really well last night. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. And
2: then the uh, film that ended the evening – Bed and Breakfast, (laughs) it's a really good film uh, by Deadlander Productions. It didn't have as much impact on me last night because I've seen it several times Mm -hmm. leading into this. So I think that's why I put some of the other movies ahead of Bed and Breakfast, even though I feel Bed and Breakfast is a premium quality film. Visually, it was probably one of
4: the
3: best looking films. The better looking ones, absolutely. And so that always plays really well. Uh, It's fun to see it in front of an audience because Mm – We've only seen it in front of a group of basically our friends. So you're going to get the response that you kind of expect to get in front of your friends. But playing it in front of an audience last night where you actually get like nobody knows who made this movie. Nobody knows what's coming. Um, It played really well.
1: I think that's the cool thing about coming out to Prairie Lights and getting to see your work on a big screen. Because I I got to see a cut of uh, Bed and Breakfast and it was good. But seeing it on the screen last night was just like, this is where it was meant to play. Right. This is how it was meant to be seen. Right. And
2: I I can see why it's being picked up by festivals. Because once you see it up there, it it really makes a big difference. It shines. It shines on the big screen. He does have a
3: black and white version of it that is really good. Oh, it's really good? It is.
1: It's really good. I'd be interested to check it out because just seeing it without the color would be interesting.
3: It's it actually plays – it plays how Matt wants it to play mm-hmm. when he shows up in black and white. Sure. So yeah. Okay. That'd be interesting to um, check and out. And I, I do like the black and white version better than yeah, me too. the color version.
1: Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. Okay.
3: Um. But yeah, we got a whole bunch of films to watch today. Um, we'll be bringing in filmmakers all day long. So yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then one thing I definitely want to do uh, because we talked to filmmakers and – all that that come in that we don't normally see on a day-to-day basis. But I want to sit down with us and kind of go through our uh, processes and our, our journeys on the films that we submitted too, because I feel like every year we don't talk about us. We talk to everybody else. Right. And we're just as much a part of this as everybody else is. So,
3: yeah, I've said, I mean, we have other filmmakers too, that, we were a part of their films so mm-hmm. we can kind of talk about how absolutely
1: see how other people do their stuff right and, you know so. it's, a, it's a collaborative effort and it's a community down here definitely right. which is why we love coming down to Prairie Lights. yeah
3: so. but we can definitely break down our four when we uh we come back real quick mm-hmm. and go to, so.
1: absolutely cool all right let's, let's go watch the movies
5: cool Hey everybody! Welcome
3: back to the Midnight Broadcast. This is this is kicking off. I don't know, whatever. Uh, we're here uh, right now with uh, Jesse Snyder. He is the director of Hard Drive and uh, the feed that played last night. We literally just walked out of Hard Drive, uh, so we're going to start with that.
2: I mean, we uh, walked out of it. It was that
3: bad. Yeah, it was four minutes of, <laughs> of walk <shit>. out. <laughs> um, uh, so Hard Drive was uh, part of a forty-eight. 48- Our film challenge, right, Jesse? So tell us how you got started with uh, that.
0: Yeah, so there's actually a very complicated backstory to this. I had uh, been getting really frustrated with the theater scene in Lincoln where I live, and film had always sort of been my ultimate goal, but I sort of upped my timeline quite a bit. There's like a lot of uh, you know just casting people that you have worked with before. Mm -hmm. I was going on tons of auditions, and I was just getting really frustrated. I wasn't getting the parts that i had hoped that were going to challenge me as an actor after having done acting for so long and a lot of times i just wasn't getting cast at all and so you know i kind of threw a little bit of a mental fit and was like i'm just going to i'm just going to leave this all behind and start doing film stuff because that's where i wanted to go anyway so i had something for would have been prairie lights uh, not last year yeah it would have been for last prairie lights mm-hmm. it was going to be for the midnight frights or not Midnight Frights, the uh, Flatwater Terrors, yep. and I had a script uh, that was written by someone else. I picked it out of the bank, and I had been setting it up. A lot of time and effort went into casting it. We had uh, a couple rehearsals, and then uh, right around the time we were going to film, I had to move super suddenly, so I had to delay it um, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was sort of... It was supposed to be my my homecoming, so to speak, in the film community, and uh, it kind of just fell on its face, and that was... Um, super disheartening, you know, that's not a way you want to start ever. My name was kind of already associated with, uh, you know, doesn't Mm -hmm. follow through. Uh, So I was really pissed off about that. And then a few months later, I saw stuff about 48 Hour. And I was like, I have to, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kind of found a ragtag group of other people who were trying to break in. My AD had moved here from Colorado, and uh, he had just started living here a few months before. The guy who helped me write it. Um, from Omaha, but he huge film nerd, but hadn't done anything in film. All of our crew, pretty much, uh, it was their first time. And then most of our cast comes from theater as well. And uh, we just put it together. You have uh, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So you draw your genre randomly from like a basket, and there's five options. There's like comedy, crime, uh, horror, sci-fi, and drama mm-hmm. were the five. And the only one that I had no... Any ideas for it was sci-fi, and that's the one that's we drew. You got. <laughs> and so with sci-fi, you kind of, when you have no budget, you have to play into that part of it. You can't do a serious, a taking itself seriously sci-fi, right. because no one's going to take it seriously mm-hmm. except for you. And I would rather be ironically bad than unironically bad. So I knew going in that we were going to lean towards comedy when we started writing. You can tell it was uh, written by a bunch of dudes in a room, because it doesn't necessarily come off super great in some aspects Um, with a little bit more time. I think we may have dialed down on some of that, but um, we let our minds take us and we, uh, we wrote it that first night, Friday night, filmed it all day Saturday. And then we had about five hours to edit on Sunday Mm -hmm. and turn it in.
3: Wow. That's like hardcore. I don't know if I could, like, I've always like wanted to do the 48 hour. Right. I have Mm -hmm. never been like, I don't know if I could do it. Uh, That just seems like such a tough, Turn around to like pick something, write something, film something, cut something. Is it like
2: a complete no sleep situation? Are you able to get some? Oh, um, I slept. Okay, so
0: I had to go out to Omaha. Obviously, I'm from Lincoln. Uh, We drew the genre at like 7:30 p.m. We went to our uh, DP's office. He had an office in Omaha, and we sat and wrote for a couple hours. I had um, Todd send me his final script because we had we wrote most of it together. Then, but he went home and did some tweaks. Uh, He sent it to me. I made the final pass at it, changed a few things. I got about six, seven hours of sleep that night, drove back to Lincoln. We filmed in Lincoln um, from about 10 or 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Got another decent nights of rest. Then we had to drive back out to Omaha and edit in his office again. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, from like we started at 9 and got done. The deadline was to turn it in was 7. So we finished at about 6
3: did you have to have a certain runtime
0: for that? Five minutes or less. Five and, minutes or less. Okay. And then do
2: they screen them all there? Or? The, yeah, the next week. So, oh, the next okay. week.
0: Okay. So um, the 48 hour challenge this year was last weekend. Yes. Yeah, I, I was that. planning on participating. When I chose my dates for um, the film that I have in production now, I specifically chose October because last year it was in mid September. Mm hmm and I figured it would fall around the same time. I had my dates set. I have 10 locations on my film I'm working on right now, so pretty much can't move anything without fucking it all up. Um, And then the dates came out, and they were the exact weekend that I was shooting already. So I didn't do it this year. Sure, But yeah, it has to be five minutes. Um, You have to have your genre. It has to be in your genre. They give you a line of dialogue that all like 40 teams had to use, which was uh, it doesn't usually do that. So we decided to make that the punchline of the whole film. Right. It's called Hard Drive. Yep. So they gave out a best uh, use of the dialogue, and we didn't fucking win it, which was garbage. <laughs> None of the other groups – there was only one other group that even tried to do something with it. Um, their script, it was like – there's like an IT, like internet technology, and they're like, hey, can they take care of that? And the line was, IT doesn't usually do that. Which is uh, clever. Uh, um, so they chose to make it a clever, you know, way of saying it. Mm-hmm. We chose to make the line, the whole gotcha. build up to the line, mm-hmm. um, which I think requires more as a writer. Um, so I was a little bummed about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's the required dialogue, and then the required prop, which really fucked us because the required prop was the Rolodex. That doesn't oh, yeah. make any sense in the script when he's looking through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're doing a sci-fi, you have to really be creative with a Rolodex. Because mm-hmm. why would a Rolodex be in yes, a sci-fi, sci-fi movie? Roof. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, huh. um, yeah so that was, that was that. And then it screened a couple weeks later. Like the screening for this year's one is on Thursday gotcha. at um, XArban.
2: Mm. Cool. So uh, then let's jump into the feed. Yeah.
0: Well, Josh wrote the feed. And when we spoke about it, he didn't really remember it, but he originally asked me to act in it. He just told me to pick one of the two male characters and uh, whichever one I wanted to do. Yeah. Because I had auditioned for Twisted Sisters. Mm -hmm. And he messaged me privately and was like, yeah, we decided to go with someone else, but I I dug your audition. And, um, you know, I have this other script. You can, you know, whichever guy you want to play, you can do that. And, you know, we'll get that going in a few months. Right. And uh, I don't know what the. I think he realized that he had the dinner date thing he wanted to still do, and there was mm-hmm. there was just a lot of scripts kind of in the air, and there wasn't enough time to direct
3: all of them. Right,
0: and then you know I think I was I was very active, and I had like a lot of questions and things like that, and so
3: yeah. you, we had chatted because you wanted to be a part of the flat water tear thing this year but you didn't have a script that's what it was And so i had just like i we got like i had a shit ton to sitting on Mm -hmm. my computer that's right and that was one that i would have liked to see done so that was the one that i was like well instead of acting in it just do it
0: yeah that's right it's because i was i I was working on another script i had the i I had written a script by the time we shot hard drive and that i also was going to film for this but we didn't get to it but yeah, I was talking about how I was—I still didn't have a script completed yet—and he just said, "Why don't you direct it instead?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, you know, I got it together. I, I, I don't have any trouble finding actors. I have a pretty good um, idea of what I want, and I have so many different actor friends mm-hmm. coming from doing acting for so long. Um, that was the easy part. I—I I had it cast in like three days. Yeah. But finding the location was rough. We had a location <clears throat> that fell through. Um, it was uh, Tom Lombards mm-hmm. that fell through. Um, but we were able to find another one pretty quickly.
3: The, the, the part uh, that Brandon ended up playing also went through two different castings before Brandon took it.
0: Yeah. I can't so, even remember who the other people were, to be uh, honest.
3: Derek Cook was going to do it. Was he? And then he couldn't get out of work one of the days. Um, so he was uh, the second one. I don't remember who he had. That
0: was Derek Cook. I didn't meet. OK, so yeah. I just met Derek Cook in person at a going away party for a friend of mine named Michael. And I sat there talking to him, and he talked yeah. about how he knew you guys, and yeah. I, and then he told me he was in the vampire, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, d- love bites, love yeah. bites, yeah. and I saw love bites, and so I was like, oh wow, I didn't even, and yeah. then now yeah. I remember he was in the chat for like a day, and then he's like, turns out I can't do it, sorry,
5: yeah, yeah,
0: um, Sam was wow, in there for a I didn't realize while. that was the same, yeah, whoa, uh, yeah, so he was involved. There was someone before right. that I had cast who yeah. dropped, um, but that pretty much has happened in every project of mine. I've had to replace someone super last minute, mm-hmm. right. I can't really picture anyone else having done it now because he really made the role uh, his own.
3: Right. Oh, uh, Justin Malani was going to do
0: it. He was Justin Malani, yep. So we went through a few people for him. Um, I shuffled around some of the women actresses too. Leah was always going to be Elizabeth, but um, Mary Oliver was someone else originally. Uh, Everybody kind of shuffled around and then I – yeah, it was playing Tetris with actors for a couple of weeks.
3: So um, you talked about it a little bit last night on the at the Q&A, but like talk about some of the struggles that you went through beyond the casting uh, for uh, filming.
0: Yeah. The, um, the worst thing is when you show up ready to film and you get a text that says we won't have lights at all. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't, a you know, I'd rather have this problem than the opposite. But we had a ton of crew hanging around mm-hmm. who didn't end up having anything to do because we didn't get lights. Yep. So that was a little, you know, it's hard to keep morale high when we have more bodies in a hot barn, um, taking up space, taking up, you know, and they don't necessarily need to be there, but they already are mm-hmm. trying to keep them busy. But, you know, that was just an extra thing that I would have rather not had to do. How did you um, how did you light that then? Because it seemed pretty well lit in we the barn. We used the sun, yeah, you just, op- idea, you just you yeah. just open
2: windows or that what? was
0: no, we didn't even oh, the windows already like place where they were. Oh, okay, we didn't have to. open So anything. you
2: just kind of lucked
0: out in yeah. that sense. Well, the barn has enough cracks too. Yeah, there's there's some okay. parts where light can come in, yeah. and mm-hmm. then there's there's one big window that we tried not to get in any of the shots that it it doesn't close or anything. There's no window sill or anything, um, and a lot of the light was coming in through there, but we yeah. didn't have to use any, you know, yeah. It was, it was all natural. It was a
3: script also that went from a nighttime thing to a, an all – it was just right. going to be shot during the day. We now. did change
0: mm-hmm. it. The, the the There's a scene in the beginning where the uh, women are driving and that was supposed to be at night. They get knocked out and then they wake up the next day. But we just added a line in there about uh, you got me up at 5 in the morning to go to some festival. So then it was super early in the morning. Um, as opposed to late at night, yeah. mm-hmm. and that way, it, you know, it went all day. Yeah, no, it worked out okay because we we shot the women driving last when it was starting to get darker out, mm-hmm. and then it played for early morning, which worked out really well.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. So not having lights was a bit of an issue. Ended up, I think, being a blessing though, because it has this very natural, gritty vibe that I don't think it would have had before. Um, with that script, you don't want it to look too artificial. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got
3: this sun beating down, Texas chainsaw kind of. Mm-hmm to it, mm-hmm. um, and the sun was beating down. It was hot as shit. Yeah.
0: I remember that. Well, that the day that you came to film was
3: also which, a really hot
2: day. But it wasn't as bad as what you guys yeah, were in dealing the barn with. Was I, real I just remember rough. that
0: weekend that you guys were shooting was just yeah. a brutal weekend. Yeah. Everybody was drenched by the end. Yeah. We got done super early, though. We finished like two hours early, which was nice because we didn't lose any light. Which is unheard of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, once we hit our stride, everything happened at that table, right? So, you know, it was just... Run it. We'll put mm-hmm. the camera here. We'll put it there. Right. Uh, we took so many angles and shots that we didn't even end up utilizing. I noticed in the final cut there aren't very many different shots in there. If I'd known that, we could have even shortened it even more because we we shot about double the angles that we ended up even being seen. Yeah, We took it from everywhere. We were like – But you want to have those options. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really is important to have those
2: yeah, multiple so angles. The
0: lighting. And then you know, there's a reason, and I didn't know this – full-fledged before but i always pictured writing my own things and so i wasn't planning on being in a position where i'm directing someone else's words so Mm -hmm. early in my directing i'd only done i don't really count the 48 hour thing because that was more me dipping my toe in and figuring out if this is something that i really really want to pursue um which it was but i had just done the hero and i you know i had all these other things that i've written that i still want to do Uh, And then very suddenly I'm, you know, directing someone else's writing, which kind of has its own, you know, I kind of mentioned this, it's, you know, you want to have someone else's, you know, respect their vision, but you also, you need something to identify with in the script, you need some sort of autonomy or else, you know, it can feel a little pointless to, you know, be directing something if, if you don't feel ownership over it, so... That was much more of an internal thing. Uh, Josh and I spoke a lot about it, so it didn't a really conversations. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was only one little tense conversation, and it was it was a misunderstanding. It was the very first day when we showed up. I was explaining how we were going to shoot it, and Josh forgot that we changed the um, the scene with the with the uh, women to really early morning, so we were shooting at the end. Um, he thought we were supposed to shoot it right away because it's all day. Um, so we were kind of, I was trying to explain my thought process and, uh, yeah, so it was a little tense then, but we kind of, yeah, we kind of worked through it and ended up working out really well.
2: So this, uh, the feed required a little bit of makeup effects. Talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah.
0: So Brandon Fiscus did the makeup effects. He also, um, played, uh, Travis Mm -hmm. and I didn't know just how good he was. I had only seen a few things. Um, he'd done some gunshot wounds and level up nothing super gory like that and so i wasn't sure exactly you know the magnitude of what we were going to get i was kind of you know just put my you know my marbles in that basket and then what we ended up getting was oh so awesome for i only paid him like 300 bucks and he did all that so yeah yeah they turned out really really mm-hmm. good yeah I, you know because i I'd worked with him in that movie mm-hmm. he had done the makeup for
2: me really nice guy really excited to be doing what he's doing right now because he's still kind of getting started out doing this but he seems really passionate about it
0: yeah he uh has his own production company crow show or something like that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. he just directed his first short film catching up uh that summer as well i think he shot uh catching up just a couple weeks before he came out and did the feed Mm -hmm. and so yeah he's he's a very creative person as well and he's able to do that stuff really quick. I just I was so impressed with how everything came out. The uh, the head on the table looked so good, and then the way we got that bite, man. Yeah, the bite, the blood. Good. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I actually heard people. When the when he stepped back and the and the blood was coming out, people were like, "Oh!" Yeah. And hats off to Sarah for sitting as yeah. still as she oh did in that
2: heat in an uncomfortable mm-hmm. position and everything else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When we make another pass at it, I was telling Josh, um, it's super hard to tell, but um, there's a point when she blinks a couple of times, and so we're gonna we're gonna remove those in the final because there's gonna be another pass, and then um, we'll try to get some color correction going too. Uh,
3: so real quick, Jesse, uh, tell us where we can find. All your stuff, what you're working on now, uh, pimp your shit.
0: Okay, so um, I update all the stuff that I'm doing. My My film company is called Nightly Pioneers Film Co. You can find it on Facebook if you like it. Uh, if you follow that page, um, I'll have tons of updates whenever I'm having auditions. I'm currently in production on a 30-minute sort of romantic drama called Amor, Amour Amour. Um, we're 80% of the way through that. And then... Um, I can't really speak to some of the stuff I have going on afterwards, but when I'm at a point where I can update those, I'm just going to be writing a ton over the next few months. I have a bunch of concepts that I want to get off the ground, and then I have some some acting stuff that I'm going to do, which I'm I'm kind of actually more excited for than I had planned because I kind of turned away from acting. But, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But, I yeah, The Hero, uh, my first real film, hopefully will be playing sometime next year. We just finished editing that. Um, The feed, uh, I'll probably put it out online somewhere uh, here in the next couple months after we make our last pass at Mm -hmm. it. So you can find those. on. I'll post them on my page. I'll have a YouTube. But all the information that you need will be on the Gnarly Pioneers Facebook page.
3: Very cool. cool. Uh, We will be back. We're going to go check out some more films. Jesse might jump back on later. We'll see. we got a ton more filmmakers coming up, though. So we will see you guys after the break.
1: We are back, and we have got another filmmaker to talk with. We have special director, Kaylee Way. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. We're going to have you sit a little
2: bit closer to the mic when you talk.
6: Okay. There There you you go.
2: go. Thanks.
1: So we're just kind of uh, wrapping with uh, directors and kind of talking about their experiences on films that they've made, and uh, we want to hear yours. Especially we want to hear yours. Talk to us about it.
3: Ask her a
5: question. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably the easiest. <laughs> what, what was do the creative
1: it. process that you went through on take one?
6: I wrote the script back when I was eleven, and I've always sort of had the idea of a cult story, but trying to not make it cliche like others. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a little cliche, but like in a fun way. I'd say I sort of came up with the idea of having children be a part of it, mm-hmm. and because there's like such a gray area when it comes to children being in horror movies or dying but I thought that you know it's not really that bad so why not just have them in
2: all right so you said you wrote this when you were 11 and you are now 15 15 years old it took a while to get it done tell us about the struggles of trying to get it done
6: from what I remember my mom telling me is that just no one really messaged her back about it no,
7: it was more everybody had projects going on. And so it's hard to find a time where you can just say, Hey, let's let's do this, you know. So it's not so much of a no one message back. It's just a yeah, yeah, we'll have to work on this. Mm-hmm. And, and then it and, gets tabled.
8: And wait wait, and wait. 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 It's Heather Wait.
7: Yeah. <laughs> it was worth the wait. Oh
5: yeah. There it is. There I you go. There you there go. It
1: is. <laughs> So as far as the uh, the filmmaking process, you kind of talked a little bit about that when you were on stage last night. Tell us about the, the highs and the lows of uh, what every what all you went through in getting it made.
6: I'd say everything was a pretty high point at least when we got to filming. Mm-hmm. At, at first I didn't really want to do the script because I was sort of embarrassed by it since it was such an early work and that so many rewrites I was worried it wouldn't end up so well. It, it ended up doing pretty well i think that's big help from the cast and people who supported me but it was pretty good for working it was a lot of high points there were some problems with schedules Mm -hmm. and problem with making sure to get on task and because working with children can be a problem for the scenes with the more children Mm -hmm. but it was it, it was i'd say it went pretty well awesome awesome
3: How was your casting process, Kaylee? How did you find your kids that you needed?
6: Well, me and my mom set up a casting day where we went to the Turbine Flats building, and we had uh, Matt there with us, and we were waiting for people to come in. Only three people showed up. There was uh, Rio, then Sarah, and then Elliot, and uh, they all knocked it out of the bat. Rio was the first one to show up. She auditioned originally for... Uh, Jade, the more shy, timid character, but she fit a lot better for Bella, which is you know the the other girl. She did a really good job. Uh, Sarah did a really good job of being scared, timid, frightened, and then Elliot did a really good job of being the bombastic, wanting to get in trouble kid. And then they were the only ones to show up for I can't remember how many hours, but it was a long day, and they were the only ones to show up so they sort of got the part based off of that Mm -hmm. in a way (laughs) not exactly they did do really well so they got the jobs pretty easily and then later we still needed one character for sean who was the kind of silent don't get me in trouble uh so blake popejoy sent in a online thing and showed us kind of what he could do and he got the part
3: awesome It awesome. kind of uh that's kind of nice how that works out where only you only got four people but it's like the it seems like it's like the four right people to mm-hmm. do your project mm-hmm. what about your adult characters
7: Kaylee
6: well of course we had to have Eric Moyer we every film needs Eric Moyer
7: <laughs> <laughs> more Moyer yes
6: we we needed we definitely needed a a kind of sort of respectable looking guy to play a cult leader
2: and you chose Moyer,
6: <laughs> I think he she chose looks well. Respectable.
2: <laughs> That's with a question mark.
6: He, he's just yeah. No, Eric.
2: Eric was a great choice.
6: We love you. <laughs> he he was mainly just supposed to be. It was supposed to be a respectable-looking family, something that could look like, hey, this is just a normal couple. Because mm-hmm. there was there was Eric, and then there was Michelle. I can't remember how mom got Michelle. I think it was like in. We'd, on,
7: we'd work through Dead Lantern together. Yeah.
6: At first, I sort of had the idea of having Greg mm-hmm. as the cult leader, but we just sort of thought about it a little more... Um, No, it's
1: because Greg did
6: not audition. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He was asked multiple times and he dropped the ball several times. So that one was on me. Mm -hmm. I apologize. But no,
7: Eric came in and he said, yeah, I would love to do it. He kind of has that Midas touch where Mm -hmm. anything he touches just immediately turns to gold. And he brings so much to his characters that aren't even it's not even scripted. And you're like, yep, we're going to do it.
6: He definitely brought more comedy to the, to the short than I was sort of expecting, but I'm really glad it turned out as horror comedy because I was kind of hoping for like a little less of a serious story. I think it turned out really well.
1: Be- between me and Moyer, you got the better choice. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You got way more depth out of Moyer than me.
2: <laughs> After watching it on the, the big screen last night, were you surprised at how much comedy was in it and how the audience was reacting to it?
6: I've seen the movie through... Uh, multiple times. I showed some of my friends who couldn't make it uh, because they wanted to see it. So I showed them. I've seen through it uh, multiple times. I thought it turned out really well. I was a little surprised to see so many people laughing and it made me really excited that my first film could get that much of a reaction from people, though I do feel like maybe it was just because I'm a 15-year-old and they didn't want to make me feel bad.
7: I don't think the laughs no, were pity no. laughs. No, no, no. Absolutely. I don't I don't, so. I don't feel they were pity were, laughs at all.
3: Nobody knew you were 15 be- while they were watching that movie.
2: Well, yeah, the only so. people who knew were the people that were involved with right, the production exactly. itself yeah. or knew, or knew guys it, directly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't, so. th- I don't think
3: any of them were pity laughs, laughs or pity reactions in no. any way, shape, or form. What, what's, uh, what's next on the docket, Kaylee? What else you got going on?
6: I'm not going to say too much. My next idea is expanding on this story I created. All I'm going to say is that it has to do with the school. I do have multiple other ideas that don't exactly have to do with this, but they're still sort of in the works for what I have planned. I do have planned of like a series of doing every single phobia in like the list of the world that's known, every, mm-hmm. doing a whole bunch of little short films that will go into sort of anthology yeah Mm -hmm. Um, tailor
7: that back you mean for each letter of the alphabet
6: yeah because
7: everyone in the world you're gonna be filming until you die
6: (laughs) i'm totally fine with that (laughs) (laughs) i'm totally fine with that because i enjoy this
1: awesome that's that's what i really like to hear is uh you know i i remember i don't know if you remember when you came to me four years ago with this idea and uh, just seeing how it's evolved in each of the different stages and then getting to see the culmination on screen just absolutely blows my mind. So I'm I'm super proud of you. <laughs>
7: Thank so you. keep, keep yeah, making films because
1: you've got definitely. a you've got a solid talent.
7: Well, like I was saying last night, I'm I'm actually I'm grateful for that lag time of filming it because it gave her a chance to kind of sit with that script and, mm-hmm. and grow with it and come back to it. Because, you know, looking at what it was when you saw it, you know, back four years ago and seeing what it is now. There's definitely some stuff that changed. Absolutely, um, of
6: course. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't the greatest fan of the script. That's why there were so many rewrites. Right. I just, I almost didn't want to do it at all mm-hmm. because I didn't want to like embarrass myself in front of all these. Yeah, people. she reads
7: something that she writes at eleven now, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is stupid." And it's like, that no, you know. it's not stupid. Just. Just edit it. That's, that's why you, you just go through mm-hmm, and edit
1: yep. it. That's totally part of the creative process, and you'll you'll feel that even when you feel like you have a solid script, you'll look back and be like, "What the hell was I thinking?"
2: <laughs> so, and speaking, uh, sorry, Greg, go ahead. No, that's that's all. I, I was going to say. And speaking of the creative process, not only were you writer director on this, you also helped on the properties for the film as well as some of the makeup. And it, the creative process is a learning process. Talk about uh, what you learned on this and what you feel you want to learn going on.
6: I sort of knew a little bit before going in since I've had about seven years of slight experience with acting ever since 8 to 15. Um, I've learned a little bit, not as much as I learned now, mm-hmm. but I've learned a little bit about camera angles, uh, the sound, how everyone needs to be silent and all those kinds of things. But now I'd say I sort of learned more about how filming takes a lot more time than you might expect it to. But as long as you work, you can get it done in proper time. We got it done in about two days and it took the full length of both days, but we managed to get it done.
3: Cool. Uh, Kaylee has a new production company that she just started um so what's the name of that company, Kaylee?
6: Dead Pedal Entertainment, Dead Pedal without spacing and then entertainment. I do have um there will be a YouTube channel for it posting any movies that I worked on. There will also be game things as well, just because it's sort of just a overall company of what I plan on doing with my life. I also do have an Instagram for it, which is uh deadpedal underscore entertain.
3: I've already liked Dead Pedal on Facebook, what's taking you two so long, uh, just so you know.
5: jumping
3: uh, on that now. Dead Pedal on Facebook. Uh, that's run up, by my mom. Yep. That's who I got the invite from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, but I did like it. I do like that one. Okay. Ha. Ha-ha. All right. Um, yeah, he called me. Uh,
2: what else we got, guys? I think That's all I've got for questions. Yeah, I you. don't
1: have any other questions. Just keep us updated on what you're working on. I, I yeah. love watching new filmmakers grow and see how they
3: do, and keep us posted. Yeah, well, so I
6: definitely they,
3: will. Uh, look for, uh, check out uh, uh, Dead Petal, Kaylee's page on Facebook for sure. Take one. Are you going to put that somewhere for people to watch, Kaylee, or are you going to do something else with it first?
6: I'll be, Mom has put it up to one. One film film festival,
5: we just just
7: submitted it. The deadline was today. So I went ahead and submitted it. Um, We're checking into different ones to see, you know, what are the criteria? Do they say that you can or can't have it on YouTube yet? Mm -hmm. So far, I haven't seen any of them that say you can't have it on YouTube. Right, But I just don't want to. Post it yeah. and then find out. Oh, we're yeah, because yeah, you
2: have to. But you sure. have to be careful with yeah. those because someone have to. Uh, someone say you can't right. have them publicly available yeah. that they can show at festivals, right? But they can't be publicly mm-hmm. available. So, so far, just be careful with those.
7: Yeah. So far, since this is a, a short, the I haven't. I've seen it for features where they say I don't have features on YouTube, and not the shorts. But um, yeah, we we plan to put it on YouTube here shortly after I go through that list checking out all those different festivals so
6: I was thinking sometime tonight since it it already passed yesterday and mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, people who might have accidentally missed it would definitely want to see it mm-hmm. um, so I was thinking sometime a little later tonight so yeah
3: cool cool. yeah so check out uh, Kaylee's Facebook page and then Heather you can't leave without pimping out your stuff of course. so where can we find you
7: I'm on Evil Forest Effects uh, Kaylee is is um Eventually, going to take me over one day. I think she's going right. to She's going to rule the world. Um, she, <laughs> your, your uh, mom's,
2: your mom's going to be working. For
7: right, you. I'll be working for her. She already her. does, and I'll be like, Ooh.
6: remember, remember that time when I bought you that clothes that you wanted. <laughs> remember, I remember. She already does work for me since she worked on this movie. <laughs>
7: Just say, shut up, give me a sandwich. Yeah.
6: <laughs> get yourself in the sandwich.
7: Uh, give me a sandwich in the kitchen. But no, um, yeah, I'm really proud of Kaylee. I've been in her corner this whole time pushing her saying you got this you can do it and and just just make the film and then you can always make another one if Mm -hmm. you if you don't like how it turns out just keep on going so
2: and i just want to give one more shout out to the young people your young four stars in that film, absolutely uh, right because they were a delight to work with they were very professional uh, I know that a couple of them had had experience, but not a ton of it, but they mm-hmm. were very professional on set, and that was yeah. such a delight uh, to work with Elliot and Sarah and Rio and Blake.
6: They were surprisingly mature. Like The youngest we had, mm-hmm. at least for main cast, was nine. Then I believe we went to either 10 or 11, and then 13, 14. Um, the, they were very, very mature and uh, did a really good job of Getting to work, getting on time. There was sometimes where we goofed around a little bit, but I mean, you kind of you kind of got it. You need that to something. have that. Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure you feel happy while doing this. <laughs> yeah,
2: but you just don't feel that way at the end of the day when you're. Yeah,
6: <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
2: So, well, excellent. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we're going to be taking another break here and uh, coming back after we watch a couple more films and maybe eat some food.
9: Game on. <laughs>
3: hey everybody welcome back to the break we are here with a brand new filmmaker we watched his film last night it's writer director of a film called donor as uh, Dale Brooks. Hey, well,
10: it's going thanks for having me guys appreciate it have you really cool. Cool. We're yeah. here this is really awesome glad to uh, have met everyone
3: So kick off with some questions, guys. uh, Well, uh, Josh had said
2: first-time filmmaker. Was Donor actually your first film, or have you done anything before?
10: Yeah, it was my first film. Yep, first uh, shot in the dark and see where we landed and then go from there, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, what encouraged you to do this movie? I mean,
2: you had said last night at the Q&A that this is something that you've been milling around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, what really got you into it and what really pushed you to that point of saying, damn it, I'm going to make this film?
10: I think it's just that that always curiosity of like, well, what if? Could it, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? And kind of like, well, it's better off knowing than not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can be a real burden. And so in a, finally, I was just like, let's just do it. We have a talented uh, film base, people in Hastings, surprisingly. Just people that are curios- you know, curious about it. And the support uh, with the community behind it intrigued and interested. Mm -hmm. And that's that's uh that was kind of just that leaping point where it was like, well everything's kind of set up. Let's see what this college has Mm -hmm. to offer. With us being graduates of Hastings College, Mm -hmm. the 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 crew. The whole crew was full Hastings College. It was just like, all right, let's just see. Anxiety and then the curiosity at the same time. Yeah. Uh last night you did share with us some of the challenges
2: of basing a film in Hastings or or creating and, and developing a film in Hastings.
10: Uh go ahead and share with our audience what that what those challenges were. It's interesting uh, with the challenges on in shooting with in Hastings uh was because it wasn't really like a challenge to shoot in Hastings it was to get the people there in Hastings or well what are we going to do for talent? Who do we pull from? Do we pull from the college? The college is they have the theater on campus but it's very stage presence uh and so the actors are not really interested surprisingly they want to do Broadway they, that's mm-hmm. what they, yep. they want um, film is just a knot of interest and so that was the biggest challenge in shooting there was getting somebody from somewhere where we have no connections whatsoever mm-hmm. this is our first film so how do we do that that would that, that was the tough one you know we hadn't networked we hadn't I think we came here the year before to Prairie Lights but even then it's like it's just tough to build a network. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and start yeah, talking yeah. with people. So that was the challenge. The biggest challenge was is to get a, a star and uh, you know start building that that network.
3: Where did that uh, Where did that story come from? Like, why that story?
10: I was inspired by an urban legend slash mm. kind of reality. Okay, I had heard this like in passing where women and men were being abducted. And they're waking up in these bathtubs full of ice, and all that they have to the left of them is a phone, and it says dial nine one one. And then they go to move to reach for it, and they can't. And they're trying to figure it out until so they are look into a mirror, and oh, well, there's their kidneys are gone or whatever, and they're, it's all being sold on the black market. And so I start playing around with that idea, and it got stirred my curiosity of like, well, why is this? is this happening in Hastings or a small town? Or Mm -hmm. it surely could if any, like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre happens in a small town. (laughs) Why can't this, right? right? Like, So I started playing off that idea and then the idea of, well, slowly dying. Like, well, what if the phone isn't working or what if this? And then started to mull that around. And that's where kind of the the main script came from. What was the idea with the timers? The timers were just, i liked the idea of notes but for me it wasn't enough Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
10: i wanted something else and i really wanted to play off of the heart rate i think that was really cool in that in that um so what else sounds like a heart rate well what if there's timers what if she is not only does she know that she's dying very slowly but what if it's that visual reminder of that and that really intrigued me Mm -hmm. and uh it's like, all right, let's set up three. Mm-hmm. It's just that she's, she's gotta overconquer it. You know, yeah. each one. Get mm-hmm. get past the next. Okay, what's next? What's next?
2: Yeah. And I don't want to give away the, the the kind of twist that you had in the film itself because I want the audience to go out and actually see this film. But how did you then end up on that twist? Uh <laughs> without and, and saying the challenges yeah, yeah. without saying what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Fair enough.
10: The twist kind of it was twofold. Uh, I knew I wanted to do that, but with the to a point, right? I am a sole believer that things are kind of made, and the magic really does happen in the editing room, and it's fun. Oh, look at this! Yeah, we got the Ghost joining executive us. producer himself. <laughs> hey, are you hopping in?
5: Sure. Yeah, there he is. Yeah,
2: just joining us is uh, director of heuristic, Jamian Rush. Is that correct, Jamian? Yes. Right. Now, yep. Is that correctly excellent? So uh, we'll we'll be getting to you in a second here. And then probably have both of you talk about working with each other. Love it. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Cool. Yeah. Talk about working with your talent because you both shared the same talent. What is her name again? I'm sorry. The actress. Meredith.
5: <laughs>
10: yeah,
4: Meredith McMillan. There we go.
2: I always say McMillan. She hates that. She's
10: like Dale. You can't figure this out. And you uh, just yeah, and yeah. you found her out of
2: Omaha. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and did. And uh, how did that go about? Because it, it it sounded like you were trying to find people in Hastings. And mm-hmm. you know, Lincoln is very similar. We've got a strong theater resources there, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to do films. So we're constantly mm-hmm. looking for people as well. in, in, in a larger city. Um, so you had to reach outside of Hastings and you found her from Omaha, correct. So yeah. why, don't you, why don't you talk about the
10: talent then? Yeah, Jamie, if you want to take that one over, that you were kind of leading this spearhead in that.
4: Sure, yeah. It was actually a post that she had put out, um, I believe, on the Nebraska Film Maker's Facebook page. She had uh, just finished up or was in the process of finishing up um, Hair and Makeup School up in uh, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, I believe. But she wanted to get uh, some experience on the acting side, and that worked perfectly for us because we, we obviously had a zero budget basically <laughs> on that project. And yeah. so, Don't we all? Uh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit easier to get someone without uh, too much credentials there uh, but yeah it was her first time acting in uh, on the film side of it and so uh, we had a great relationship working with her and then so when i went to cast uh for heuristic it just made uh, sense and she wanted to work again with us apparently we didn't uh, scare her off or or do anything wrong so i don't know how we didn't yeah,
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> um jumping back to donor just a uh, really quick it really worked well for you that you were able to put it in a simple one set uh, location for that. Um, did you keep that in mind as you were writing it, or was it just that's how it grew organically?
10: No, what we like to do is is we like to take that that scope and that idea, and okay, let's make it not as big as you can, but let's really get that out there, and then start cutting away and make it a little bit more feasible and realistic. Mm-hmm. And so we broke it down to okay, well. I think there was like, at one point there was a hotel idea and then there was another point at like a club or something weird. Like, and it was like, no, what, what is it in its simplest form? And so it was the act of that. Mm -hmm. Cool. What is feasible? How long can we keep these actors and crew members there? And it was like, okay, one day, what can we do in one day? One scene. Okay, cool. One location. And just kept that in mind. And that was, (laughs) that was in mind after developing the story and really moving forward with it it was one one actor one location you know one basically one scene almost but that was very yeah forefront good definitely it was
2: very effective and that's that's something that i really appreciated about it the motel worked great because it was a little more seedy than usual mm-hmm. than, than something else that you would see uh being able to use the parking lot you said the the, the owners of the motel were okay as long as you didn't show their sign yeah it just seemed like things worked out really well for you on yep. that so. it,
10: it that's all this one you know he put a lot of pieces together and was was behind scenes helping out with that, uh, and it's weird just how and I you guys I definitely know is just when the things fall in place it's it's pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah. so uh, you just mentioned working with a partner is mm-hmm. always a great thing to be able to do someone that you can trust and everything else so you two tell us like how you met and what your working relationships are then when it comes to film
10: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? What's yeah. that laugh, huh?
4: So yeah, so we both went to the same college, Hastings College, and then we both lived in Hastings for a number of years. And uh, I, obviously, there's not a huge film scene there, not a ton of people there. So the few of us that are there kind of gravitate towards each other. Uh, we both have a passion for it, and both uh, f- feed well off each other. Um, and worked number of projects, not just on the on the uh, narrative side, but also on commercial projects as well. Uh, We both uh, have done quite a few commercial projects, uh, projects back and forth where I hired him, he hired me. So, yeah, it just made sense as far as moving over onto the the narrative side to make it work together.
10: It's interesting that, you know, we went from commercial to this, but that's always been both of our passions is, well, let's make some money off of it. (laughs) So you can at least practice and get Mm -hmm. to know your camera and get to know lighting and start you know, implementing that in, and then it was just it kind of just happened organically and naturally too after that point of working on on projects together. Definitely,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
10: Yeah. Do you got you three all work together, right? I, on projects. On, from- on projects. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah.
2: On all the Midnight Fright films, uh, we work together. On those, we do projects individually and with other groups as well, though. So, uh, but yeah, we all trust each other pretty well. So then, kind of segwaying over to your project. Yeah where did that what where did that start
4: well that's it was basically the next step uh, so we had worked on donor together um and then it was oh all right we did a one scene what ended up being about 7 minutes like hey let's let's go Jump it up in scope. Let's go to multiple locations. Let's film a 20 minute short film. Um, maybe got a little bit ambitious there, but it was kind of the next step. And so this one, uh, a big passion for me is being outdoors. Um, and so I wanted to film out in a location that wasn't Nebraska, uh, wasn't, um, just a flat country, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if it fits the scene, I love it here. Um, but wanted to kind of take the experience of filming out in the mountains. And so we uh, did a three-day shoot out there, uh, one day in Colorado Springs, and then two days up in Cripple Creek, uh, Colorado, about 45 minutes outside of there. It was beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, we we found some really um, scenic locations and definitely added to the logistical difficulties, um, but it added also to the storytelling aspect of it where we didn't have to worry about signs, power lines, roads, all that being in the background. There really wasn't much out there.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Tell us about those challenges of working out.
4: Uh, it's no, no cell phone service is yeah. a real issue there. Luckily, most all of our crew was coming in together. Um, but that was kind of one of the things where we couldn't tell. All right, we'll meet you out there. You guys head out there We you couldn't get cell phone service. It was 45 minutes from our hotel that was in Cripple Creek out to where we we're actually filming the other aspect of how dark it gets, how quickly. Yes. Um, That was one of that one. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, it's
2: (laughs) like the first day you're out there, you're like, Oh shit.
4: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Yes. And then once it's dark, all right, we still have to get everyone an hour back to the hotel Mm -hmm. and it's pitch dark.
2: Excellent. Talk about working with your actors then.
4: Yeah, that was, uh, that was unique as far as only the second time I'd worked with town on a narrative side of it. Um, but our, our actress, Meredith, we'd worked with in the past. So we're familiar. Um, Brady Vignus was our actor there. Uh, he's got a theater background. So uh, f- that was, I guess, maybe a little bit of a challenge there as far as adapting it differently from the theater um, where you've got so much more emotion that you're needing to convey where we just had to pull that back quite a bit. But they were awesome. They they literally did. were up game for just about anything. I mean, we had them out there like 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 it looks in the mountains um running around and so they they did an awesome job.
2: Yeah, excellent. Then where did your story come from?
4: So the story um I got inspiration from a couple different films that I've seen Backcountry is one on Netflix that I just loved um, and just the survival aspect of it. Um, and so that's where we really initially wanted to push it. But we also wanted to have a story involved with it. And so it, it could be one thing to go out and just film like a survival challenge type show. Uh, but we wanted to have kind of that storytelling aspect, that uh, drama behind it so that you could still relate and care for the characters.
2: Yeah. And, and it was, it actually was a beautiful story.
4: Thank yeah, you so much. I think that's one, one of our biggest strengths is it ultimately it comes down to the story. It doesn't matter what gear we have. doesn't matter how big a crew we have, how many locations. It's really that story, and that's what's important and makes or breaks a short film. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I completely agree with absolutely. you on that. Right. So I think that wraps up my question. Do you guys have anything?
1: As far as you guys uh, coming from Hastings, are you still at school or are you – Graduated long past, or well, we're a little older. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Sure. no, 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 no. It's a good <laughs> question. Yeah,
10: we're uh, we're both thirty now, aren't we?
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as far as like equipment, this is all your equipment that you're using, or was it anything rented, or how how'd you come about
4: We rented a, a few items. The nice sure. part is, um I do commercial video work oh, and, so... <laughs>
2: and we've met a new friend <laughs> yeah, <that's> right,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so everything I buy for there, I'm like, well, I can dual purpose there this. you go, there and, you and go. You're okay. right, yeah, and that's yeah. been a big uh focus of mine of owning all the equipment, so that way, when I want to do passion projects like this, I have the you capability go out there and do that absolutely. absolutely, absolutely,
1: okay, very cool.
2: Uh, how big was your crew? I mean, I, I saw the credits and everything else, but I mean, we mainly work with the skeleton crew, yep. um, and most people do, but talk about that just a little bit if you would.
10: Yeah. The, the crew, it, I mean donor and heuristic, we stepped it up a little bit more and, and was able to pull in a little bit more, uh, with that. But with donor, I think it was very minimal. I mean, by, you know, counting off the top of my head, maybe seven, seven, mm-hmm. eight. you know, yep. that's about. Probably well, was. And yeah, and that's counting
4: years. talent as well, hair yeah. and makeup. That's <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. it was
10: like, all right, you're going to do – you're going to direct okay and you're going to do slate okay and you're going to do editing and, yep, i mean that's, that's oh god that's filmmaking i
2: love it and I like love I, it. this is always a question that i have in my mind then what is your ratio to like volunteer to paid talent that type of thing
4: sure yeah <laughs> the first project we really didn't have a budget at all we ended up spending about four hundred dollars and we just split that uh the next project i did want to pay everyone just because you can get that level of buy-in you you don't have to worry about oh hey i, I can't really do this because yeah. It was volunteer time where I wanted to have that dependability. And so we crowdfunded uh, in order to have the funds to cover paying everyone as well as logistics of getting everyone out to Colorado and back. Excellent. Excellent.
2: Yeah. Because uh, getting those funds sometimes is just, it's probably one of the most difficult things. Yes. To it's do. probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, well, guys, I appreciate you being on the podcast and welcome to Prairie Lights Film festival, you know, with with your with your films and everything else, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of your stuff.
8: Yeah, real quick, what is yeah.
3: next? What do you guys got? going
4: on now well thursday we actually premiere a film up at the omaha film festival's 48 hour film challenge oh, cool, uh, this okay, last cool. weekend uh we we uh, embarked on that so that was a lot of fun
2: we haven't we've always wanted to yeah, yeah. you
4: got to yeah. yeah oh my god i love so that. You get,
2: a, so you're gonna see that next week yes then? yeah okay. they're gonna
4: premiere all of them that were in there i think they had 26 26 <clears throat> or somewhere around 30 total submissions that oh, they'll wow. show that mm, night okay
2: mm-hmm. so what was yours what did you pull out of the hat for that
10: Drama, I think. Yeah, right.
4: Yep, we got drama as our one of four, and then the uh, they had a line of dialogue that everyone had to use, um, and then a prop that everyone had to use. Okay, yeah, okay all cool.
10: right. So we like to stick more towards an eerie thriller, mm-hmm. st- like mm-hmm. that's what we love. Like, okay, we are very passionate about right. that. But then we're like drama. Oh, okay. Well. Can we twist it at all? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drama drama could still be a thriller. Can it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it can yeah. Be a thriller. Like, come yeah. on, give us something. Yeah, and, and then,
4: it w- with it being October and uh, getting close to Halloween, we've got to throw, we got to produce another suspense thriller horror yeah. somewhere around there. of okay. something. So. All right, so cool. you,
2: so you have things up your sleeve.
9: Yeah? Yep. 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 Awesome. Good. Yep. Go ahead.
3: Where can we find you guys? Uh, Facebook, the Instagram, where can we find uh website? Where can we find you guys?
4: Yeah. So all, all of my projects that we've got going on are on Optics Digital Media uh, is the production company that I own. I uh, used to do commercial work as well there, but now it's f- mainly focused on narrative and projects like this, some documentary work as well. Um, we got YouTube, Facebook and uh, Instagram for that. And I'm, I'm
10: right there with him. I okay. <laughs> 90% project yeah ah, I would. No, it's too
2: <laughs> high, it's too <laughs> high. <laughs> cool but well awesome once again thanks guys for being on the podcast thank and it was know. great seeing your work and I'm looking forward to seeing you, more of your work in the future and and you know just getting together possibly at things like this and talking more about the craft
10: we'd love to we'd Excellent. absolutely love to thank you so much for this guide. yes absolutely thank you very day, much
3: cool we'll be uh, right back yep taking another break we
2: And we're back. Uh, sitting with us now is uh, sometime filmmaker. You still make a lot of films here, Hunter, right? You're still doing that.
9: Uh, yes, um, in uh, in a certain way, uh, I have uh, contributed a lot in these uh, past couple of years. Since I was like a sophomore in high school, I uh, one of my first film shoots was with you guys on uh, the set of. That was the film that never got made. I was like, what is Witches? (laughs) It
2: got made. It's just never been released. Okay. It's never seen the light of day. Um, Yeah.
9: (laughs) But uh, yeah, but since then, I've been in a lot of like extra background roles and uh, production assistants. I uh, directed my first narrative short. It was called Proof. It was uh, premiered here at Prairie Lights in uh, October of 2017. And that was for uh, Flatwater Terrors. And that was a really defining experience for um, my filmmaking journey so far. And uh, for my senior year, oh, the memories. <laughs> um, anyways, but, and I had another short I directed play last year called it in-, in the inconvenient truth. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And I didn't have a directed short film that I directed play this year. Although um, I was an assistant director on the feed. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh-huh. I forgot about yep. you did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was an exhausting shoot, but it was definitely worth it, and uh, I really enjoyed working with Jesse and all the actors and the crew on that. How do you uh, think that played on Friday? Played really well. It it was great. I think uh, it turned out super well, and um, there were a few things um, I wasn't expecting in the film, like In the uh, middle of the film, there's this big reveal and then classical music starts playing. That was a really awesome moment and it fit in with the horror aspects of the story really well. I really enjoyed watching that and I was also a uh, supporting character in uh, Take One, Kaylee's film. Uh, I was one of the uh, evil cult members in that. That turned out really great and and I'm looking forward to seeing what... Kelly Waite has uh, Inner Future. And I was, uh, I did a bit of voice work for uh, Say Goodbye Grace. I don't know if that appeared in the final film, but I, my name was credited, and that felt really awesome. And I was also in a background character for 1995, and that was actually filmed at the Waverly High School that I went to, graduated from, and that was a incredibly fun experience got to live in the 90s for a day <laughs> and and of course eat like a grandmaster is technically my first leading role although uh the other lead is uh, of course is um aaron howard or uh, she goes by aaron fram yeah yep, uh, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. right that was filmed last year that was also a really super fun shoot i remember even remember the day that uh tom and I discussed it. We went to this cafe and uh, he was explaining a lot of like uh, really uh, intricate details about chess. And that also played in with playing chess with nachos. <laughs> that was that was really cool. That's really funny. So um, you
3: were in a, you were in a ton of stuff this year. I yeah. just didn't realize, I guess, yeah, a lot of, and, how much stuff and working you,
2: on set on different
9: things as right,
3: well. Yeah,
1: I mean, you
2: were really active across the board. Right, so. yeah. a, lot of,
1: a lot of irons in the fire. I like that term. Iron's in the fire, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Iron, iron's in the fire. So uh, what, what's the uh, future look like for you? What do you have uh, in the works?
9: I got super busy this year, and I and there were certain projects I had in mind, but they kind of fell by the wayside. But now I'm I'm re-motivated again. I uh, have a couple of short films, a couple of drama short films. Uh, like some people would say, like uh, – I guess one of my writing suits that I lean most towards is dramatic storytelling, mm-hmm. and so I have two short films, uh, dramatic short films planned, and I also have a a raunch comedy planned.
1: Raunch comedy, Ooh.
9: interesting, interesting. I don't know entirely know that's how that's going to play out, uh, but yeah. uh, keep I'll just get the speculation ball rolling there.
2: There you go. There you go. Okay. And uh, then one of the final questions we always ask our guests is where can we find your work?
9: I have my first five short films I directed on YouTube and I do plan on eventually uh, uploading my recent film to Vimeo.
2: Is there a production company name or something we should be looking for when we do searches on YouTube or Vimeo then?
9: My last two films I did with um, Rodrigo Carballo and he started this film production logo called Sakawi, and the logo appeared in my last film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's kind of he's kind of disappeared from filmmaking, so I'm not using Sakawi anymore. I guess uh, I do have an idea for my own film production company or logo, I guess, mm-hmm. to use in my future films. Um, I'm going to call it Cinefire Pictures. Cinefire, Cinefire. Pictures. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I guess if one of the ways you can find my work is I have a link to it on my Facebook page, I believe, my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'll eventually link my Vimeo page once I get that started up. Sorry, that was a little long. No, that's, <laughs> that's all right.
2: I uh, just want to say thanks for coming on to the podcast and uh, looking forward to seeing your future works. Thank you very much. You, my pleasure. You, Thank you bet. You. Thanks. Well, sort of. Unfortunately, during an interview with Matt Keister and Clint Beavers, we encountered a technical difficulty. So what we're going to do is pick up in the middle of that conversation in three, two, one.
3: Just don't start the goddamn story over again.
4: All right? let's start with, she <laughs> so, let out the most blood So when I was
8: three, nine. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. <after> I, so <laughs> let's go back to when I was nine. Right. I was just so rudely interrupted in the middle of my story. Here. Right. No. Go ahead and go. Go. No. Sarah has the most blood-curdling scream I've ever heard in my life. Like, yes. Even in horror films in general, I've never heard anything quite like it. It was quite incredible. Wow. And it was great. she sustained it. It went so long. And then it has that weird, like, peeking up and down valleys to it. And you're like, wow. And we all covered our ears. And then she ran off. And we were like, that is incredible. So. Sarah's Scream is now the new Wilhelm Scream for Dead Lantern Pictures. Yeah. So we have been taking her scream and placing it in all of the other films and chills. So for oh example – for example, <laughs> So for example in Hysteria, Christina, my, uh, my muse and one of them, she screams but I – I was like, DJ, we're replacing it. We're putting Sarah's scream over there. So you're going to hear Sarah scream. It'll be a drinking Multiple times. It'll be a drinking <laughs> game. Like, which girl screaming is Sarah? And then the answer is all of them. So, yeah. So it's, you're
1: going to cool. be significantly toasted by the end of watching it. You'll be that. dead before it's you're over. Dead. It's going like to th- <laughs> be like a
8: three-hour <laughs> anthology film. And you, sir, as I as I said, I still remember this because I was like, Uh-oh. you know what? I'm mean, Greg will be the very first person that gets to see the finished chills down your spine because you're the movie guy, mm-hmm. right? And I said that a long time ago, like on Facebook. I was watching one of your guys' things on Facebook and I, I think I posted it. I still yeah. remember that. So you will get it. Okay. Now if you if you hate it, you know, you're dead. No, see Greg so. positively
3: he positively <laughs> reviews things in a positive way. So even if he hates it, he'll say something real. He'll find joy and wonder in it. That's I, what that, I love
8: the 73
1: eight? minute length of it. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs>
8: there's there's an amazing 65 minute cut of this movie somewhere somewhere in here. With, yeah.
1: The credits so, were fantastic. So yeah, you
8: you will still get the okay. the uh, before everybody else. So I haven't forgotten.
3: Awesome. I'm I
1: excited agree.
8: to review. Yeah, that'll be no, fun. I don't can't tell you when it's gonna be done. That's It'll why be done at some point just.
3: So shivers you can find you can you can buy
8: you can find shivers where can you find shivers anywhere? No, uh, YouTube destroyed our ta- my channel. They terminated the yeah. entire channel, Ooh. so you can't even see any of the any Dead Lantern stuff anymore right now. Cool, um, so, so great. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but you, you, you ass. Well,
3: um, shivers and Isabel, you sold out of at your convention that you went to, right? Crypticon?
8: Yes, we went to Crypticon this. Was it July? Something? Yeah, it was, yeah July. it was July. Yeah, at the end of yeah, July. Yeah. It was yeah. July. We went to Crypticon. We took 150 DVDs and or Blu-rays. We had Shivers on Your Spine, Eyes of Isabel, and Outpost Doom because I had found some secret Outpost Doom <laughs> DVDs floating around. We sold out of all of them. Within six hours, so we shot, we, we sold for four hours on Friday, and mm-hmm. then we were sold out by noon on Saturday and started right. like ten. So in six hours, we sold 150 discs. Yeah, so that's, that's how because bad I, Isabel is. That, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, see, it's it's bad, but I can convince people through the power of persuasion. Right. To buy He's it good anyway, it. right? Well, as you can probably tell, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I like to talk and so I can pitch anybody anything. So that is
3: 100% true. I've heard that pitch and I almost bought
8: something, but I didn't.
3: Um, <laughs> well, it's because you had no money and we well, said, Go away then. No, we have other people to try to get. <laughs> yeah, no, you were like, Here's copies for free, but yeah, I
8: said, Isabel, it used to be it was on Prime for a while, right? Yeah, I made a poor life decision yes it was okay. on Prime for a while um,
3: I was trying to figure out where we can point to people where they you can can't. find your stuff. you can't find stuff anywhere you can't find you don't you put it out there until they L- make some literally, more DVDs. <laughs> literally you
8: cannot find our stuff anywhere we sold out of all the DVDs there are no more Blu-rays there are no more DVDs YouTube terminated my channel <laughs> So you can't even see any of the free stuff that I had posted on there, and I'm too lazy to go back and add a whole bunch of that stuff to right. YouTube again. So no, you can't find it any, that I'm aware of unless mm-hmm. you torrent it somewhere.
3: Cool. So I'm going to wrap this up, but Matt will be back because Matt is the we, he doesn't put titles on anything, but he is technically the festival director for PreLights. So I I do nothing he not titles, <laughs> he does not do put titles he does not put that. titles on. He shows up. I threw that title out there, so that's that's on me. Um, but I want to bring it back because I want to talk about the actual Prey Lights. You want me to focus. drop some hot news? I don't want you to drop news. hot news. You can. You, that's up to you if you want to drop hot news. That's on you. Yeah. But I do want
8: to talk about the actual festival itself. Is that um, going to be its own podcast? Because Patrick's going to be no, very. No, he's going to cut be, this all out because like, there's too much math. That's fine. It will be on. <laughs> no, it'll be
3: on the Prey Lights podcast, obviously. We'll do another segment and not talk about your actual fucking movies, but talk about the festival, which okay. is all I really want to talk about anyway. So I don't um, want to talk about
8: your really movie. Yeah, anyway. this was all tangent, yeah. actually. <laughs> this is all filler. was, like, Five different was like, we're actually just killing time because we want to talk to the real people, and we're just right. bored down here. We just, see that, we just see that we need a podcast this week, so
3: we
5: <laughs> yeah. were down here. The fun yeah. people um, left, so,
9: well, you guys are in the room. Right.
3: So,
8: <laughs> now, Josh, you're going to be helping out with auditions. I do want to say, and Patrick, please leave this in, Josh is going to audition for me tonight. I, I signed up whether or not I show up. that Have was you it. ever actually auditioned for anything for me before? I don't
3: act. So this is going to go really well. Okay. That's yeah. why I signed so up. In this case, neither no, do like, I. I'm very excited. <laughs> so, I think Greg should show up and audition. Yeah. I think Patrick yeah, should show yeah, up. About just that. Just uh, <laughs> so um, Let's do it. Uh, it was just really a way for me to actually get into the audition room to watch the auditions when I probably could have just asked, do you mind if I watch the auditions? That would have been a lot easier this guy. to do. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, like
1: it's now. just uh, taking steps with that. It's doing the audition, reading it in front of people. Because, you know, I'll I'll go to a set and I could have read you every single line. But when you're put into the scene where you have to react to everyone, the camera's on you and it's action. And right. and, and you're just thinking, I just need to get through the lines. Right. and. Mm-hmm. I've gotten plenty of pointers uh, from Matt and Mark and right. those guys, and
8: they've helped immensely. Actually, it, I, like it, to, it. I like to tangent. I like to. We almost had this section wrapped too. Yeah, yeah. I really think it's important that directors, you know, do their job, and it's direct people. You know, you see somebody struggling or not putting their best performance that you know they have in them forward, it's your job as a director. It's your responsibility to put them in that best position to succeed. Right. And if you are a director that's seeing something and like, this ain't going to work, you know, uh, we had uh, an issue on one of our sets where one of the actors was not, it just wasn't working, was not working at all. And I had to completely change how I approached it. And I had to take this person aside afterwards. I'm like, I apologize if this was embarrassing because basically what happened, was like, you're not going to interact with the other person. You're going to do this cameras just on you. I want you to read this line three times, three different ways. And this person started reading it. Bum, 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 bum. And then I would, I always ask, how do you feel about that? If they're like, well, I was, I don't like it. I didn't like it either. Let's do it again. Boom, 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 boom. How'd you feel about that? I liked it. I did too, but it can be better. Let's do it again. Boom, 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 boom. How'd you feel that? Boom. You nailed it. You got it. Now, uh, it's always important for a director, you know, and in this particular case, I took this person aside. I was like, I did not mean to sort of, you know, put you in a weird spot. Right. But I had to do this to get, because everybody's there. Everybody's Mm -hmm. watching. It's Mm -hmm. like, why are you treating this person differently than all the other actors? Right. And I told this person, this is why I did it. Um, there's no hard feelings or anything, but I know you're going to like the performance. And then this person told me at the rap party that when they left, they felt awful. They said, yeah, oh well, thank you, Matt, you know, blah, 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 blah. But they're like, I felt awful on the on the ride back. He's like, it just didn't, you know, I was like, I, I fucked it all up. I fucked it all up. And then he's like, the thing that I appreciated was two weeks later, you sent me a rough cut of that scene and you put the message in facebook saying see this is why i did what i did take a look what do you think and he's like i looked at it and i was like wow i did not i did not fuck this up like right. i thought right. and that influenced what he did for the next role and he fucking nailed that next role why because the building blocks were put in place on the previous film right so that they have a way it's all about sort of getting to that person finding out what works for them and then sort of setting them on the path on the correct path Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's what i like to do with actors and sometimes it can be uncomfortable and weird and you just sort of have to be like hey you trust me right you trust me and like well yes you got to trust me now you got to trust me now just like i trust josh and Greg and Patrick to make me sound amazing on this podcast and not a total like weirdo, quasi egotistical asshole. I mean, I, I trust I mean, that this, you guys will make me sound. He's crazy. cutting
1: out all your owns
8: Yeah, so. right. that's true. I feel like I haven't said that. I enough. haven't heard. No, have not kind of listening know. for there, him. there have been a few. <laughs> there have been a few, but I feel like Patrick should just let them be because. Um. I did my best. Yeah, so, there you go. There you
5: go. <laughs> They've <laughs> been right. intentional.
8: Uh, well, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back with uh, with
3: Matt.
5: Oh wait a minute! So I we'll forgot one more. Oh, no, nope. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're gonna take a break.
3: Uh, hey, welcome back to the Prairie Lights uh, podcast. We're back here with Matt Kaiser, Mark Pope is hanging out with us. Clint uh, Clint Beaver is here. We got Patrick. Greg is missing. Yeah, we um, don't know where the le is. Yeah. He's like LA. Um, but uh, we do have a kind of a, a stacked, a stacked group here, so that's fun. Uh, we're gonna talk about Ben Breakfast. Matt uh, played on Friday night. We uh, are just gonna talk about real quick, just um, how it all came together. Uh, now that Mark's gonna join us, he can talk a little bit about all the stuff he did and um, talk about Ben Breakfast. I did nothing. Matt, go.
8: Bed and Breakfast was an homage to Hellraiser. Story by <laughs> Fly- no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That one's for you, Maddie. Yes, I had watched a Nudie Cutie by Harrison Marks from I believe 1958, uh, starring a classic pinup icon June Palmer, and it's called Nightmare in Elm Manor. And you can watch it on YouTube free. And I had watched it and thought it was a really cool concept that could be improved. And I wrote a script for it thinking it will never get filmed. And then the guy across the table got all the resources together. His name is Clint Beaver. He was amazing yes. at securing everything. <laughs> now, Mark Popejoy I do what I was can. able to secure a location for us and uh, take it away, Mark. I mean, I'm tired. Go sure. ahead. <laughs> this is Could such a, a
3: way to end this podcast. This, yeah, is funny. all the energy in the room oh, right this, now. Is <laughs> this is funny
8: because I did like this amazingly epic one-hour yep interview yesterday. Yep. It was it was cool. It was probably one of the coolest interviews I feel I've ever been able to do. It was really and good. It's all gone, and now I'm running on 27 hours now with no sleep. And, do, and Josh is like, come in. We you. want to talk to you. So I'm tired. I'm, I apologize for being cranky. So my name is... <laughs> <Michael>. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, say. Yeah, I'll just bring myself in. Hellraiser is a good um, movie, by the way.
11: Matt came to me with a script uh, called Bed and Breakfast two, maybe three years ago, and said, we'll never find an actress to do this. But even more importantly, we'll never find a location, even if we do find an actress. So I was on the search for quite a while. I got put on the back burner while we filmed some other stuff. Right. Chills down your spine and Robo Mummy and those kind of things. And um, I was on the hunt for this because he told me we will never be able to make this. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me we're not going to make something. So not only was it a challenge to find a location, but I knew that once I found a location, everything I was looking at was pretty expensive. Yeah. I started in Omaha, and I spread it out into Nebraska, and I had gone to Crypticon the year before, Yeah, and it was moved to St. Joe. And driving through there, we had, when I was looking for hotels, there were several bed and breakfasts in St. Joe, Missouri— that were 18th century Victorian, incredible woodwork. And so I started contacting the different bed and breakfasts in St. Joe, Missouri. And the first couple I, I contacted were like, um, I don't think this is your kind of place. Meaning,
5: yeah, we're not, not interested your, yeah. in your
11: nudie cutie, <laughs> right. you know, horror film. Right. We're too ritzy for that. Yeah. But the one gentleman at the Whiskey Manor who I contacted, he was up for it. He was like, absolutely. Did you know that Vampires Against Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde was Dracula. filmed here? And I was like, no, I had no idea. Nothing. I know nothing about it. But it's a film that they had a, a fairly bigger budget than ours, right. a bigger crew than ours. Yeah. And they had Tiffany Shepis. And yeah. so they he was down with the idea. He gave me his rights. I said, okay.
3: Didn't you say yesterday, Matt, that that guy, though, to this day, you don't think he knows what you guys actually shot in that house?
8: I said a lot of things yesterday.
3: And there's a weird girl that lived upstairs that would never come out?
11: Well, the thing about the gal upstairs was she was basically the housekeeper and the caretaker of the place Uh, when when the owner wasn't there. Because the owner owned and operated um, a food catering business that he was running out of the kitchen there. As they were opening up a brick and mortar location in town. Gotcha. So that was the story. And he said that, don't worry about her. And I even talked to her. (laughs)
3: Don't worry about her.
11: (laughs) She was super cool with everything. She's like, I told her what we were doing. And she's like, none of my business. It's all good with me. You know, you're not going to bother me. And you just don't go up my set of stairs. Right. Because it was the very last set of stairs in the house. And I came to Matt and I said, I got the location. Benito Garcia said, I got the actress. So here we are. I had to come up with finances at that point. So we had the location. They said, this is what's going to cost. We had the actress. She told us what she wanted. Right. Then we had to find a British butler. You guys had a staircase. So yeah, that no, we good. had a, an amazing <laughs> staircase, right? There was a couple auditions for the butler position. One came out of South Dakota. He was an actual Englishman. hmm but prior to that, I had worked with a gentleman named Simon, right, on a project here in town, and he is from Britain, and he'd been living here for thirteen to eighteen years, something like that. And I called him up. I said, "I got a role for you." And he said, "Perfect." Sent him the cool. script, and he was on board.
3: Yes, yeah, Simon was really good,
11: and we had we had everything we needed. Uh, <clears throat> he got the funding together it was pretty substantial yeah. uh to shoot that short and you know for a, a weekend short it was pretty substantial just because of the rent catering outside things that happened mm-hmm. that you never would have seen coming you know in a million years so uh lo and behold uh we contacted uh Mark Timian because we knew that he has mad skills with lighting right and working with that type of media and we know that he's not afraid to explore and uh matt had some ideas that you know we wanted to kind of suspiria ish but better right because i mean personally nothing against suspiria but i think it's overrated but we went for it and it 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 came out you know whether you like it or hate it we uh, we actually love how it came out we're yeah, super proud of what we did down there in the in the 2 days that we spent down there just super happy with it
3: uh mark just covered everything in 10 minutes that you covered in like an hour yesterday Fuck you, Josh. I know. <laughs> the thing that we talked about it yesterday wasn't was you asked Matt, as what, yeah, you asked like one, Matt hour. one question, and he, he goes on for 45 minutes. Yeah, and well, that was the I thing. Now ask still. your questions. Should I leave? So, so, I can no, leave. I can no. I can no, totally no, leave. No. 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 Stay. Um, <laughs> jerks. Well, he covered everything, so now I'm trying to come up with a fucking question. So why do need to be a professional? You
8: have to have the, well, the questions out
3: there. So I had know. the questions out there yesterday. Oh Lost, Sorry for it. being
11: so thorough. We lost that. We lost that, We lost that interview. So. I've been I've been QAing all these filmmakers all weekend, so it's like just that it it just has yeah oh yeah. No, I comes know. to I me gotcha. what, I gotcha. what Somebody might ask. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um, Patrick, jump in. It is real hellraiser ish. <laughs> but not, but not a little different than Hellraiser when she
2: when Hellraiser, she pulls
8: off all of her skin and is like rolling around on the bed and she's like ah I'm in hell <laughs> I need flesh yeah. bring box. me another victim that's actually Hellraiser too if you can just uh, yeah
2: if you can just touch on some of the success of the festival circuit that this uh, bed and breakfast has been having
8: yeah uh, we <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna get cut out <laughs> we've sent yeah. it to some festivals and it's been accepted and that's cool.
11: Yeah, it, it got accepted into the Texas Frightmare, didn't it, for the part no. of that? No, which No, not one at was all. it? Okay, so <laughs> there's another festival convention. I honestly
8: don't even remember the names of the festivals. So I don't. I it don't was remember. Las Vegas. Reels and, of the Dead, I think that was one. Um, it got accepted
11: into uh, Las Vegas. We've submitted, Mass has submitted to several festivals. I've submitted to several festivals. Uh, the most recent one, it w- didn't get put in the program. But it was a, a finalist, so it was called Boobs and Blood, and it was an international – it's an international film festival in L.A. Hmm. Strangely which, enough, that had both
2: in your yeah.
8: movie.
11: A
2: little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little that more just, boobs and That just blood. means more we needed more nudity in it. So the first three
8: minutes, she should have just answered the door completely <laughs> yeah. naked. And I Simon think, should have been completely and naked. Even, and even more, we should I have just more spilled blood, blood all Boops, over the balls place and like blood. The Shining or something. <laughs>
3: You guys have brought home some awards and stuff, too, from those festivals, haven't you? Not just for bed and breakfast, but you guys brought home don't an award for uh, this it. really don't, awesome don't movie I love called it. Isabel. I will walk. Uh, The Eyes of Isabel. You guys won some stuff for that, too, right? Yeah, some of us still need to see that, by the way.
8: Well, you're not going to see it now, thanks to Josh. No Josh, yeah. what the hell did
3: you do? <laughs>
11: um, I, if you want to know, if you must know, I submitted Eyes of Isabel to several film festivals, too. Uh, one being... Crypticon convention it it is sponsored by Fangoria now and they have a new sponsor for their film festival Uh, it was Great North releasing or something like that and they had several categories so I submitted Bed and Breakfast and I submitted Eyes of Isabel and supposedly we won the submission I submitted Eyes of Isabel was for Mm -hmm. the goriest feature film right Nice. It would deserve that, yeah. And it <laughs> and it won that category. And part of the thing, and I'm going to be honest as I can right now and right here on this podcast, because part of the thing was if you were a winner for that festival for your film, you were supposed to have a sit down with the distribution company. And that never happened.
5: Mm-hmm.
11: Mm. They never contacted me. I sent them an email. I made a phone call. And they never replied great north releasing that's well, cold what mark doesn't Fuck
8: know, those people. as i told them ahead of time i was not gonna allow them to have it no i'm just kidding
5: I, I, <laughs>
11: and that's cool if, if that happened but i just thought it was very unprofessional that they said that i was guaranteed to sit down for winning the category and i never i had a conversation right. with a rep that was there and they said they would get a hold of me i contacted the director of the, of the convention and he said oh yeah well he's a friend of mine and uh, well everybody else got a deal and it's going to be released by Halloween right interesting yeah that, that we never that we were never contacted Sunday morning on this podcast well bed and breakfast is going well, to be about uh, it. Chills Down it it Your Spine which is like coming out um, I'll lighten up now. probably later <laughs> next year <laughs>
3: hopefully yeah later next year Chills Down Your Spine Mark will come out what do you want to know <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nobody ben, listens to Josh.
11: Chills down your. I was still in the thought, uh, trying That's to right. gain. He's my, right. Nobody does listen to me. I was exactly. trying to get my conscience back Thank and Josh. lighten up the subject. Out, just being bitter from the whole. No chills
3: yeah. under spine. though is gonna hopefully come out next year, right? Chills will should be done probably
11: by spring if we work at it. Yeah, and then you guys are starting up. No, not, one well, not right away. I mean, we still are working on Return of the Robo Mummy from Outer Space. Gotcha. Uh, we want to keep moving part forward on seven. that. Um, yes, part seven. So, but in the process, we are uh, going to be working on pre-production and scheduling and financing yeah. and all that stuff. We would ideally like to start filming April, May, Yeah, you know. To get something shot, right? uh, For for the new one, ideally we like to you know block out like a ten day and do like four or five short films in that time period, depending on uh, how Matt schedules it and what it looks like on paper. Because sometimes that doesn't happen. What's the
2: name of the new one? What's the name of it? Yeah, Mark. What's the name of that one? What's the name of the new one, Mark? One mark promo, come on! Mark. What's, on? The shit. what's the name it's of the, the, new one, the new one, Mark?
3: What is it called? What's it called, Mark? It's
11: called tearing out your spine. <laughs> Tremor, uh, tremors down your thigh. Uh, <laughs> shivers in my loins.
3: And this is a horror. Uh, let's just it's swi- called bacon strip. <laughs> uh, let's just uh, switch over here really quick because um, I know Matt's got to go here soon. Um, let's just talk about. The Prairie Lights Film Festival, the last seven years of the Prairie Lights Film Festival. Um, and then you have an announcement uh, to make, right? Right here on the podcast. You heard it first here on the podcast, right? Even though probably I think 90% of the people out there already know anyway. Well, in and, and um, fact, this won't be edited
2: for about a week. And a lot of people will hear it well before they hear by it. By tonight. Yeah, yeah, they'll hear it by tonight. Yeah. But
3: who cares? Let's you just say it here anyway. Just chat about the festival and just, I guess, what the festival has meant to you the last seven years. And, um, you know, stuff and things.
8: Let's start all the way back. 2000. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and when I was Look, nine I did, years did old, did you see Patrick roll his eyes right there? Yeah. he was just like, yeah, it's I'm like, this. oh my god. I heard him roll. Matt's, no, Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's going to
2: have to say he digresses. This, this is
8: going to be very short and sweet because I'm tired and I'm pissed off and I don't really. I just want to go to sleep. Actually, right. Uh, I'm glad right. we caught you
3: on a good day. Yeah. Well, you caught me on a great day yesterday. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs>
8: Um, you may be
11: able to go back and use some extra footage. What's your question? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You want me to start? Give me a
8: specific question. Give me a specific do you, question. Do you want Not me some to start? Big job. No, no, I don't. I want him to give me a specific question.
3: I just—I uh, mean, Matt and uh, Greg and, uh, and Patrick uh, dig me out of this hole here. That would be awesome. <laughs> Quickly talk about your experience in the past seven years, the
2: successes, the failures, and then your announcement. I think would probably suffice.
8: Yeah. And
3: then edit all the bullshit
8: that I you, just said. Can, you you can handle that question. You want me to handle that? <laughs> yeah. But
3: Mark wasn't. I can't like,
8: go over like the whole seven years and success. Okay. Prairie Lights Film Festival. It was a <laughs> I'm just too tired. It, it was a fantastic time. Uh we helped a lot of people make grow movies, their passion. Grow their passion. Yeah, I have I have no brain power for this right now, guys. Go ahead, Mark, you can take it over. I, I'll just I'll just speak freely for Matt. <laughs> speak for me because um, I want to sleep.
11: <laughs> the festival, as as many know, was was based on the idea that it was for Nebraskans, for the filmmakers, for the actors, for the writers, and Matt wanted to provide a place and Jim Pole and, mm-hmm. and and the Grand Theater.
5: Yeah,
11: it was it was Matt and Jim's baby, and they wanted to provide a place for. Nebraska filmmakers to showcase their work where normally they wouldn't get showcased, right? Right. I mean, let's face it, festivals are expensive. Right. And the whole idea behind it was, let's allow them a place at no cost and keep the cost very minimal Mm -hmm. and have this beautiful venue and bring people in to get together and for a lack of better terms, to, to work together and and become a bigger community and just mingle mm-hmm. and get to know each other and help each other out and share the passion, right? Right. So over the course of the seven years, it's been wonderful. We've seen people grow as filmmakers that, that were just starting out. We've seen wow. people who had never made a film before. Right. Say to themselves, wow, like if that guy can do it, I can do it. I want to do that. Yeah. And then you network. That's what it was for. That's the word I was looking for. Then you network with like-minded people. And now we have people that have never made films. Right. Have now made several films. This Weekend, a perfect example. Chokes me up. Right. Because Katie Waite. Yep. Started writing at 11. And yep. 15 years old, yep. she asked her friends to help her make a movie, and right. we helped her make a movie. She killed it. She was not only the youngest filmmaker this weekend, but she was the only filmmaker in that panel that was a female Right at yep. the age of 15. Yep. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. It chokes me up. Yeah.
8: Plus, I'm super tired. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Probably, you, guys, you guys have no idea how tired we are. Probably like, you know, this is
11: probably a little more emotional because I'm super tired. We probably should have went to sleep. It's still, um, <laughs> it's still very heartfelt, and I and I mean every bit of it when right. I say that that this festival has um, brought a lot of people together and built a lot of friendships, and uh, and it's been absolutely wonderful. Right. So, With that being said, just say I'm going to turn it back over to Matt. Yeah, yeah okay. go ahead, Matt. because I think that I I've, <clears throat> I've shared what him and Jim's vision sure. was, mm-hmm. what it's
8: done much better than I could have. And <laughs> I <just laughs> Maybe yesterday community. I could have really made yeah. something awesome, but yeah, no, no, it
1: would have no. been the best interview ever yeah, yesterday. Right.
8: Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> the big announcement is that this was the last year of the Prairie Lights Film Festival. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people disappointed. I, the man across from the table for me is disappointed as you could probably clearly hear in his voice as well as everybody else at this table. Right. And I don't need to go into every reason as to sort of my thinking as to why it needs to be, uh, ended. However, uh, the one thing I do want to make clear is this is my decision. The thing is, I just don't want to do it anymore. There's no, there's no, um, what's the word i'm looking for like, animosity yeah, there's no animosity either. Either. it has nothing to do with oh like people aren't coming it has nothing to do with i think our numbers now this year are up from last year it has nothing to do with any of that stuff the only reason is because i just don't want to do it anymore it's been seven years it's a lot of hard work dedication i'm very proud of what it was able to accomplish but you know it's seven years nothing lasts forever uh we're not going to do this forever. It was always going to end at some point in time. And for the past, I don't know, this past year has been really trying just in terms of, you know, putting the festival together and putting it on. And, you know, for a couple of years, I had been thinking about doing this. And this year kind of was little, the, the final straw on the camel's back. And I was like, you know, I have I have so much stuff going on. Jim has so much stuff going on. It's just not something I want to keep doing. So that's the reason why it's ending. And I don't know.
3: I guess if there are people listening out there in the world that want to start their own festival, what advice would you give those people to uh, start up their own thing?
8: Just go do it. It's like it's the same thing you do when you make a movie, right? Right. I want to make a movie. What do we tell all the filmmakers here uh, who have been inspired and have made their own movies? We get up on that stage every single year and we mm-hmm. say, just go make a movie. Pick up a camera and go make a movie. Right There's no difference for the film festival. Go contact a theater. Say, hey, we have this idea. Get some people together that can help you out. Put it together yourself. I mean that that's all you do. I mean it's yeah. just – it's phone calls. It's deciding, hey, I want <clears throat> to do this year-long full-time job and I feel it's you know a passion of mine and this is what <clears throat> I want to – it's no longer a passion for me. Right. I just yeah. – you know, people's lives move on, um, and my life has kind of moved on from it. And But I, I 1,000% encourage anybody out there listening, go start a film festival. It's not hard. I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's just a lot of work and time and dedication. Yeah. That you're going to have to be willing to put in for it. So, yeah, just go go contact a the theater and say, hey, I have an idea. Can we screen some films? And they'll probably say yes. If they say no, go contact a different theater and right. ask them until you find someone who will actually do it. And that's that's all you need.
3: I think you said the, the biggest thing, which has kind of been like the theme of the last seven years, was just go pick up a camera and do yeah, it.
8: Just do it. Every right. year, like
3: you said, we've told filmmakers just that have asked, how do we get started? Go pick up a camera. Mark said it this year. Go pick up a camera. Get your friends together yeah. and just – My
8: my proudest moment at Prairie Lights is Tom Lombard, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's in his upper 60s, I believe. And one year he came and he's like, this is amazing. I've always wanted to make a movie and it's been a dream and I never did it. Can I make a movie for next year's Prairie Lights? And I was like, absolutely. He's like, would you screen it? I'm like, absolutely. Submit it. (laughs) And what did he do? He went out there and he made a movie and he was incredibly proud and happy about it. And he's continued to make movies since then. He's become a local filmmaker that's, you know, always putting out new content. That's what Prairie Lights is all about. It's, you know, the growing of the community and all of that stuff. That's all part of it. But getting people to just do what they've always dreamed of doing, it doesn't matter if it sucks. It doesn't matter if it's great. It's just the fact that you did it, right? You're not sitting on your couch wishing that you could make a movie. You went out and you did something. Creative. Uh, Creativity is what makes human beings interesting and unique in the first place because we're always dreaming we're always creating we're always making these things and no they don't always have to be great prairie lights was fantastic the filmmakers were fantastic we we showed hundreds of films interviewed dozens of filmmakers uh, lots of people made lifelong friends networking it's been fantastic and i hope there's somebody out there that decides hey i want to pick up this baton keep it going if if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen you know, but find a way to get your films seen and uh, and do it. Pick up your camera, pick up a phone, figure out what you want to do and make it happen. See, that was a good answer. You weren't that fucking tired. Wow. Do
3: we have anything else, guys, to, to go over, to talk to them about? Okay. Yeah. Well, then, I, uh, you got anything? You right? know, I was going
1: to say, I think all that needs to be said has been said. Cool. So. We'll be back to,
3: uh, to wrap this thing up.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here at the Midnight Fright Cast. We are getting ready to wrap things up, but we wanted to do something a little special since uh, this is the the last uh, edition, last rendition, the last the, whatever you want to call last it podcast, the last mm, podcast hit hit hint, <laughs> um, of the uh, Prairie Lights Film Festival. And going back in the years that we've been doing this, we've never talked about our own stuff. Which kudos to us for not shamelessly yeah. plugging. We we, never
2: did, st- we did our own, ego. yeah. We- <laughs> we've danced around
3: it, but we've never talked. We've never sat
1: down and actually talked about it. And so we're going to, we're going to rocket that out right here, right now. I don't know why I said rocket. That's weird. We're going
3: to stroke our ego and rocket. Red rocket. We're going to red rocket all over. (laughs) So (laughs) let's, uh,
1: let's, uh, let's jump into uh, our first short twisted sisters. Let's talk a little bit about that. So uh, Patrick, as the uh, aforementioned director of twisted sisters, what, uh, what were your thoughts or kind of what was going through your mind when, uh, some douche named me gave you a script with some guy ripping his dick off.
3: Yeah,
2: him. how we're gonna how we're gonna pull it off without offending someone? But I, then I stepped back from that and said, I've seen worse. I will say, And <laughs> <it really> <laughs> we were
3: deciding who was gonna direct *Twisted Sisters*. I think it was we like, I think it was me finally saying, it? "All right, I'll do yeah, it." Yeah, like nobody's, <laughs> nobody's
5: went up. hand nobody's <laughs> hand went up at and all. Was like, "God damn it!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay,
2: I'll take up that gauntlet." So, uh, yeah, I mean. And then by, by the time I had committed to it, I mean, two two of the parts had already been cast with uh, Roxy Rowan yep. and uh, Aaron Fromm. Yep. So then we just had to, to find that right person for the third part, mm-hmm. which to me was probably the most challenging because right. of what it demanded of that actor. Right. I mean, we had to have someone that was willing to step in, be half naked and strapped to mm-hmm. a, you know, make it look like his dick strapped to a machine. Right. And— so. uh, I'm just glad that we ended up with, uh, you know, we had a a few auditions, not as many as I would have liked to have seen. But when Brandon showed up with his audition, it just really fit well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I put it out on the message boards that we were looking for somebody and it was really awkward because you have to put it out. Doing this thing, there's male nudity involved. Right. And then got a dumbass amount of messages sent to me about, hey, I'm interested in this part. And then having to send the message back, well, then the people asking about the nudity and then being like, well, there's not really nudity. It's just like you won't see anything. And then out of probably 12, 13, 14 messages I got, we got, I think, three auditions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah.
5: Hmm.
1: I didn't realize we had that many people. Yeah. I had a
3: ton of people reach out and say, oh, I'm interested in this. I want to do this. Please send me so script. When you
1: told them that they they wouldn't actually be showing their dangle on screen, they backed off.
3: I don't know. I, I don't know um, if that was it or okay. just, uh, or what it was, but you, you you challenge people. You go, okay, yep, awesome, cool. I'll send you the side mm-hmm. and read it, and then you know everybody wants to do something until they go, oh well, you know maybe yeah. I don't want to do it.
2: Right. So. And then we also had the locations settled on it. So actually, this is probably one of the easier shoots that we've gone into when it comes to preparation for right. it because we shot it in two weekends, uh, one weekend in the basement, one weekend in the upstairs interior, and that all went pretty well, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, we still have some time management issues that we have to take care of. I think that's a common problem for most filmmakers. But other than that, I thought the shoots went really well. Our actors just did a splendid job on it. And once again, major kudos to Brandon Mm -hmm. for stepping up and never really questioning what we were doing i always let him know that if he felt too uncomfortable for what i was asking him to do just to let me know he never said a word about it jumped in head first and you know wiggled around as much as he wanted to he (laughs) was he was adding things that we weren't thinking of and it was just a good time yeah he went for for everything yeah
3: so yeah
1: and this this was his first uh his first film that it he was, did. It so it he yeah, he came out yep. and he, he swung for the fences and he it. Yep. He, he came out it. he
2: came out here to Prairie Lights to to see it and uh, he he said that he was actually pretty impressed because he just didn't know what it was gonna be mm-hmm. right and um, what it was gonna end up looking like. So I now have to get some digital files out to the actors so they've got it so they can share it to the world and right. and we'll be posting it on our,
3: our YouTube channel as well. I don't know if we're gonna get away with posting that one on our YouTube channel because of the end of that one. Um, I don't know the YouTube uh, violation things that that's happen. That's true. Um, and the end of it may violate those If YouTube-
2: it does, they would most likely send us a warning first. Gotcha. I don't think they would just shut us yeah. down. Yeah, I don't know how that works. So right. right. I mean, we've heard stories of somebody else being shut down, but that's right. because there was a ginormous amount of breasts all over the place for right. almost every single movie. So... Yeah. <laughs> This is a this is a case of where it just happens towards the end and that is true. And if if it's marked as adult content as well, I mean, yeah,
1: it's calling it what it
2: is. It, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so I'm not too worried about it. Gotcha. I I think we probably stand more chance of you know getting smacked for copyright or something like that. Sure. If, I mean, because that's what they're looking for more than anything right. else is if we're using music that we shouldn't be using and in this case we're not. So right. So but yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. I thought it. Came together pretty well.
1: So talk about a little bit uh, about your creative process. Like as the director, you're, you're reading this script with some definite challenges, more so than we've ever filmed before. Uh, what, what kind of things did you go through and how did you execute them?
2: I come from an art and a theater background. So I have degrees in both. And so when I'm thinking of how to put this film together, and you guys know this with me, I mm-hmm. storyboard everything that I do. Because I have to have that image in my head as we're moving forward. Absolutely. And so that's how I approach it. I, I look at it from the aspect of setting up the shot, specifically the way that I want it, filling the focal points the way that I want it, using four focal points within the frame. I, I do not have a film background, so everything I see on the screen I think of in terms of kinetic sculpture. And how to set up the picture within that frame so it is either one, pleasing, or two, displeasing. Mm-hmm. And you can set it up to be either way. And that's that's pretty much how I approach it. And then I think about what the tone of the story is as I'm going into it. And with this one, I knew I wanted to somehow mix in just a little bit of lightheartedness because of how dark it gets at the very end. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I injected as much of that as the cast themselves did. I mean right. I think we had the idea of the popcorn and the, the, the pop moving into <laughs> shooting, yeah. but some of the stuff that Brandon was doing was completely on his own.
3: Yeah. I mean, and Aaron, you know, eat the popcorn without using yep. their hands yep. and the faces they were making when they're drinking out of the, the, the soda, soda bottles. bottles. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah, That was all, as far as I know, all, all their choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the casting was like a huge part of yeah. that film. I was just finding the right people to. Uh, yeah, and I and I and I
2: truly believe this is probably some of the best stuff that I've seen Roxy and Aaron do. I, it, it really yeah, I helped just that. to be able to sit yeah. down and just chat with them while we were doing it. You know, while you guys were prepping camera and every mm-hmm. lights and everything else, just to run through it so many times and me just being able to talk to them and and just really getting into that point where it was a very natural conversation right. with it. And uh, you know, Brandon, it just came very naturally to him. Because uh, sometimes people want to act once they get in front of the camera, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He just he just stepped forward. and He was very natural.
3: Right. I don't know if you want to give the end away or not, but um, I think we already have. Did we give the end away? Okay. I think I said cool. it earlier. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, spoiler alert. <laughs> big special thanks to Heather for the yeah. prosthetic. Heather made that prosthetic for a Dead Lantern mm-hmm. film. It was like an, a, a scarecrow film. Mm-hmm. They were they had made the a lost scarecrow film. They had made. And she had made that prosthetic for somebody else, and I don't think it ever got used. So I know she talked about it for a while. Um she's like, I got this fake penis just sitting around my house and nobody's ever used it. And uh well we were like, Well, I mean, you gotta put that on screen. So (laughs) yeah. yeah. Hence uh hence Twisted Sisters. But I mean we used it. And I think the best way possible and it got the reaction, I think, that we were looking for. I
2: think the film overall, the you know, not not just the payoff in the end, but I think the film overall was received really well. Yeah. Um, I, I was nervous about it because it's not something that they've seen here before. And but just listening and, and, and watching the reactions as they were happening, mm-hmm. I was just really pleased with how it turned out.
3: It was uh, it was fun. So it was yep. bloody and it's a good time. Absolutely. It, so. Absolutely where are we going to put, we used to twist scissors is going to end up on YouTube. YouTube, and yeah. You'll find it on our, probably our Facebook page
2: or yeah. whatever. Well, the fa- yeah, Facebook page would link to YouTube, the YouTube yeah. thing yeah, right. so, and same thing with our website.
1: Okay. Cool. So let's move over to uh, to our second feature that we had. Excuse me, not feature. Wow. Uh, was, second film. Was not <laughs> that was definitely not a feature. It yeah. was well, barely a short. Compared to so. what it, uh, what it started off as, it was right. pretty much a feature. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Dinner date was a, it was kind of, give a little backstory we had shot a, a 15 second short for mm-hmm. a contest five second was it no it was it's 15. 15 was it 15 yeah five 15. second oh, okay. wouldn't have been
5: oh you're absolutely right 15 um, seconds
1: so we shot this yeah we shot 15 second short film for a contest and josh has been kind of uh working on it for the last couple of years and
3: no not really the last couple of years no not really oh. it we needed I guess you're you're kind of right though I guess Greg. It's been tossed around for the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean just, not like sitting there every night writing on God, it. But, I, I hope not, <laughs> not on but, that. But uh it's it's been one of those those uh never ending projects. It's just been kind of under our belt and we've been uh kicking it back and forth around and we finally right. decided to pull the trigger because we had a uh, we had a location who was willing to let us hack some lady's leg off and right. bleed all over my carpet and right.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well said so the fifteen second short was literally just the end of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what this was. Sure. Sh- yeah. It was just her on the table and him eating at the end of the table and mm-hmm. that was it. Fifteen seconds. And the the deal was like I had there was an idea Who we, who was
2: who was the brilliant actress in that fifteen second short?
3: Um I don't remember her name. Uh I don't what some lady she's, she's we, sitting here giving us the, um, the, the i think, one I, gun found salute. Her, I, think so, I found someone's her someone's given
1: her husband the stink i eye think
3: i found point. her on facebook and i was just like uh she'll do uh i sent her a message i was like hey would you mind laying on a table it was kind of like having a first date with somebody it was inviting them into my home and saying hey would you mind laying on this table and can i cut your leg off and she was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything Saturday. Let's do it. <laughs> so, um, and then, oddly enough, we made that three or we made that three years ago, maybe. Oh, so, something um, like that, yeah. Weirdly enough, now I've been married man. for the last three years, because um, <laughs> I married that lady, so, uh, <laughs> um, no, that, uh, my wife did that 15 seconds short with us. It was my, Elizabeth, my wife, and Tom, Tom Crew, yeah. was the guy, um, at the end of the table. Mm-hmm. Um. Pope Joy, behind me here, did the short. Uh, I bugged him pretty much until he was just like, all right, if you fucking leave me alone, I'll do it. Um, and then we had Cat. We had Cat Kat Walsh, Walsh, Kat Walsh yep. who we met last year at Pretty Lights, who did another short, who we thought was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But yeah, the 15-second short, I was just like, there's more to this story if we wanted there to be. Right. So it was just trying to figure out what could happen leading up to getting the girl – on the table. Um, And I don't know, like it started out as a weird, like underground, like we met on this weird underground website uh, for people, I guess that Mm -hmm. just want to eat people. And, uh, but this, the script kind of, (laughs) the script (laughs) developed into just something that was just kind of like, I need, I need to put a story in front of this ending story. So, but I mean, it was fun. It was a good time. However,
2: what you saw on the screen that showed here was not what you thought you were going to see. That was the
3: cut I had never seen before. Yeah. That was the cut that was a cut. I had uh, I had made a
2: final cut to the to the short, and I swear to God, I thought I posted it in the messenger group to to Greg and Josh for final yeah. approval, and I hadn't heard anything back, so I assumed okay, it's good, ready to go. So I made the DCP, sent it off to Jim, and and uh, then it showed and. I'm sitting there looking at Josh, and he's got this look on his face, and I'm like, "Oh shit, what?" You know. <laughs> and he goes, "That's a that was a that was a lot shorter than I remember, or something yeah, like I that." Was and standing so, next to Matt, while I was yeah, playing. and then Mark had made a comment dur- yeah. about it during the the Q and A as I was well.
3: Standing next to Matt while I was playing, and uh, one part went to another part. There was this big like uh, kind of fade to black, and then he brought back up, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, "There's a giant chunk of
5: dialogue missing
3: yep. right there." And then uh, I was talking to Matt during that, and then the end came, and the shot that we had one way was then reversed, and then I was just like, "What fucking happened to this DCP?" Yeah. Like, so, so what?
2: if you attended Prairie Lights Film Festival, you saw a film, a version of the film that uh, probably nobody will ever see again, because <laughs> when we go to post it live on on YouTube and the website, it's going to be the, the, the cut prior to that one.
3: So, yeah, I mean, but it was what it was. Like, honestly. You know, Matt had talked to me about putting in Before the Compound for this festival. And I feel like knowing what the festival was going to be this year, that's the one I wish I would have played anyway. Mm -hmm. And I say that because seven years ago, uh, we played Remission here. And then a few years after that, Matt played a film called Beneath the Compound. compound. And so if um, I would have thrown in Before the Compound this year, it kind of would have been like a full circle thing. So now I'm kicking myself for not doing that. Mm-hmm. And he said he um, could have fit it in as well. Uh, he could have, We could yeah. have done all of them. Um, so um, it would have been a kind of a cool full circle thing beginning to end. But, um, you know, Dinner Date was was a fun project. So, And it's one of those things that like kind of like another project that haunts me that Greg doesn't let me say the word anymore.
1: I kind of have to because <laughs> it's my wife's name.
3: That is true. <laughs> uh, that is true. But Dinner Date was one of those projects also that was like, I was I hounded it and I hounded it and I hounded it and it was just kind of like all right if you if I let you write it and just do it will you shut the fuck up and leave me alone um, and that's just kind of what I do now.
1: Josh has this uncanny this ability to hold on to things and beat the horse until it's long past dead. Yep. So
3: Emily, uh, Emily prequel and Emily sequel will be coming. I've said it now, so haha. Finish that shit so we can do it. Um, but yeah, projects. That we do, or just it's a fun fucking time.
1: Absolutely, so, absolutely.
3: And bringing them here was a fun fucking time. absolutely. So yeah, we had you know, good I, time, so. I,
1: I give you shit about a lot of those, but ultimately, so. if it gets us to to get us behind the camera, to working with people, and right. bringing it to uh, places like this, it, right. it makes it all worth it. Even if it is Emily sixteen, no, <laughs> Emily sixteen, no,
3: no, uh, writing it down. <laughs> do we have that many stories? No. Um, <laughs> What can we do with Emily this week? Um, can we
2: can we at least get Emily to like, you know, consensual age? Like Emily 18? <laughs> Emily 18?
1: Why? What do you want to do with her ghost? Uh, I,
2: I,
3: no, I'm just... I'm,
5: I'm just, not, just, I'm just I'm throwing... Sure, I- I'm just tossing out ideas. I'm not
3: sure I'm allowed to make that movie, to be honest with you. So. Emily X. But Emily retires. <laughs> Emily retires. <laughs> but yeah, so it was fun. Good. We had a great times here, so... Good. Yeah, so.
1: So, uh, just kind of segueing into the 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 last little leg of this, uh, what are we what are we feeling about uh, Prairie Lights this well, year?
3: Real quick, before we do that, we're what not we, done yet. What do we have coming up here? What do we? Yeah, what, what's on so our we, plate? We got to plug. I mean, we don't. We talk to everybody else about what's on their plate. What's on our goddamn plate?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 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 trying to get all this down, and I'm, <laughs> <interview>. <laughs> I'm used to I'm used to listening to people. Right. Other people talk, yeah, right?
11: <laughs>
1: um, <clears> and we
3: we ask ourselves what do we have on our plate, and then we answer. Well, we can't really talk we about can't it. talk about so. it. Right. <laughs> no, what do we have on our plate? So, yeah, we can't talk about it. Well, in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we
5: Silence.
1: But, yeah, um, uh, Josh and I are getting ready to, uh, to do a, a short film here coming up on the 27th of October. I don't know if we want to give away a little bit about uh, it. We can give can. away the working yeah, title is the – uh, the, oh shit. The, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Serial Killer.
3: Something like that, yeah. Is
1: the working That's, title. That's not what it's going to be, but. Um, uh, we're working on that. I know, Patrick, you've got uh, a couple things in the works going on here.
2: I do, but uh, they're not uh, Midnight Frights related at this we point. We can't talk to you. Well, uh, for Christ's sake, say it anyway. Know. Or can you not because of the filmmakers won't let you say it. Well, anything. I don't know. I, I'm just being careful uh, with it. Uh, gotcha. I'm, I'm working on one of them. I mean, I will support you guys in with the Hitchhiker thing as much right. as I no, can, but gotta, I know yeah. that our first shoot weekend is the same as the shoot weekend for Hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. right? So uh, it's going to be a little difficult for that. So um, I'm involved as an actor and an AD on that product, uh, project, but that's going to be over the course of several months, not like every weekend or anything like that. Right. So, you know, working with you guys is still, I mean, uh, I, I'm doing that as much as possible because that's my first commitment. And then Pope Joey's got me, we're going to be talking about working on a project that, that he's passionate about. And I'm not going to talk much about that because I'm sure he wants that to be kind of a pleasant surprise coming from his thing as well. Right. So,
3: cool. And then uh, there's this little feature on the table that we're kicking around right now mm-hmm. um, that it's hopefully going to happen next year. We'll see. We talk about it in October and knowing it's six months down the road. Shit can change in six yeah, months. Yeah, so, absolutely. So
2: like five months from now when we're, <laughs> we're going to, oh, shit, we haven't done anything in the past five months. we right. to really <laughs> gear up to do this. Right. So, so
3: um, But it is, uh, you know, right now there's a, a tentative cast. Yeah. Uh, and we had a really great read through for it. And uh, everybody in the cast was like, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And um, there's locations done. So, like, it's got uh, some steps going for it. But it's, again, shit can crumble in five it's, months.
1: It's very true. So, but, yeah. you know, it's it's more than we've done really in a long time, if not ever, at least since you had done uh, Remission. We've never, I mean, we've kicked around ideas for features. Mm-hmm. We've tried writing ideas we for tried features. A, and we
2: tried one and that failed miserably. It,
1: it, yeah, kind of uh, fell into the fire there. But we, yeah. we've got a, a solid script here. And like Josh said, we've got a, uh, a cast that uh, is interested, and yeah. you know we've got all the the makings of something that could very well happen. So we're we're going to continue riding that pony right. until uh, until it crashes and burns, or until and it turns into a beautiful unicorn.
3: If we get it done, we'll come out next October 11th, 12th, and 13th and stand outside the Grand Theater and be like, "Let us in, <laughs> play my film, film. damn it!" it. Um, so, <clears throat> and yeah. we are constantly writing.
2: Each, always, each and every one writing. of us are always writing, right. so there may be a short that pops up here or there yeah. that uh, we just try to throw in at the last last minute, or when we know we have an available weekend that right. maybe Nebraska is losing a football game, we can shoot during that time. Right, which would so, be really any
1: weekend. Yeah, say so <laughs> so. we're shooting next weekend. Then <laughs> so. I think next weekend is the bye weekend.
2: I think so.
3: Yeah, we could shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but, cool. Uh, cool.
5: All
1: right. Can I? Can I start the? Please do. All right. We are in the last leg here. This is the uh, kind of the culmination of what's happening down here in Grand Island at the Grand Theatre. Uh, talk a little bit about your your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions of the uh, the last couple days.
3: I don't know if I can really do it without crying. Hey,
1: Mark did it. Man up.
3: I know I'm not going to cry though. Fuck that. There's nothing wrong with crying.. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Real bad no, cry. I'll wait till
3: the, I get in the car and make my wife watch me cry for an hour and a half. But, oh, that would be awkward. Um,
2: <laughs> Prairie lights has so been. It's, so it's just like after sex, then. It's huh? Just generally. <laughs> a,
3: yeah. Well, no, usually that's her crying, not me. Um,
10: well, that escalated um, quickly. <laughs> and if you
3: think it's an hour and a half, then you narrow that shit down. You got um, to take
2: a weekend for that. You got a minute and a
3: half uh, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, Best minute in the half of your life, though. Uh, so the last. She seven, rolls her eyes. Yeah, I know. She doesn't <laughs> care anymore. The last seven years have been pretty awesome here. So, uh, so we made uh, Tyler Schmidt and I made. And I wish she was out here. You know, I wish I would have been like, dude, you got to come out here this year. Yeah, um, but, And I'm also wondering how many people would have come out knowing that it was the last right. one. Right. But I also understand Matt not wanting to fucking fetch those emails. That he's going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, who wants those? I don't want them and nobody else wants them and he doesn't want them. So I understand him not saying anything to people just to get them out here. It's like if they were going to come, yeah. they should come. Exactly. Whether it's yep. ending or not. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, But yeah, I mean it's, this has been a giant, like big step in mine and our filmmaking journeys, you know, starting back in 2012
1: uh that would be seven years ago That would be seven
3: years ago. i gotta think about it <laughs> math is not my strong suit <laughs> math um, is hard <laughs> math is hard um said with uh you know they matt or matt gave us a giant shot playing remission out here and uh my biggest like if i ever go back to uh memories and Pray lights is the first year we here we played remission it was a two hour and like 10 minute cut and it's it, it was a midnight midnight slot. showing it was the only year there was a midnight spot and there was one person in the audience that maybe would have I think they were still awake. Um, but this thing ended at like 2 in the morning and there's people sleeping in the audience. And Tyler and I was like, this fucking movie is terrible. And people are sleeping. And Matt's like, no, it's because it started at midnight. And then he finally decided like that was a terrible, mm-hmm. that was a terrible idea to play. We are so excited for a midnight slot. And then it's like, midnight movie, that's awesome. And then just it ended up really being not great. But Matt just, choice, yeah. Matt gave like, every you know not just myself and and us and and Tyler and people that we know but everybody in Nebraska a huge opportunity to go out and make something whether it's super top notch or just you know amateur filmmaking everybody played here mm-hmm. everybody that wanted to play here Matt was like this door's open all you got to do is submit and it's free so you have no excuse to not submit and go make something um so big kudos to Matt for um, opening that door. Greg and Patrick, do your thing. Greg, you were involved with this before I was.
2: Mm-hmm. So maybe you should go next.
1: I mean, kinda yes, kinda no. My first year was the uh Prairie Lights three. And um that was the year that we had said so my emotions are getting the better of me. Wow. That's that was a surprise. Didn't see that one coming. We had uh we had submitted Emily. So <clears throat> your first oh, so year, so my first year was year your first year. Was my Interesting. Year. But, but you
2: had been working with Midnight Frights. Prior to that, though,
1: a little bit. I had been I've been working with Josh I longer than I care to uh, care to think about, (laughs) (laughs) and we've we've done some projects, but it was really just the uh, kind of the kickstart of Hey, we're we're movie makers. We're going to make a movie. We're not really sure what to do with it. We we met up with the the Nebraska Independent Film people. We got our hands. In with some uh, some good characters, some not so great characters, and I took a step back for a little while, and then I rejoined after Josh had met Tyler. I had to pee, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I
3: had a pee for my eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for my good, my man, eyes. good man, good yeah. man. But we we never really, or I never really had thought about what a a film making an independent film would look like on the back end, as far as like what well, the film's done now. What do we do with it? And so when I kind of got back into, uh, I'm going to say it. I got back into bed with Josh,
5: and yeah, uh, <laughs> who and, hasn't? Who hasn't?
1: Uh, started working with him and Tyler with Midnight Frights, and I had learned about Prairie Lights. And so when we made Emily, I made it a point to come out here because, you know, I never thought about seeing a uh, a work that I had done or work that I had worked on on the big screen. And right. you know, coming out here and getting to see that was just it it lit up my world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, god damn it.
3: Patrick Patrick <laughs> came out here was like Patrick came out here and saw Emily. He's was like, Jesus Christ, guys, do you even know what the fuck what, you're it, doing? No. <laughs> and he recut re- it.
2: It was actually kind of interesting because my first year here was it was the screening of Emily and I was only there for that night, so I didn't get to see the rest of the movies. I didn't really know mm-hmm. what the festival was truly about. Right. right. You know, with the mingling with the rest of the artists that are out here, the people who are doing the same things that we are doing. So I didn't get that experience until right. a year later. And I, I, I will have to be honest. I'm not going to be as sentimental about this as, as you guys are because I didn't have that experience breadth of experience, especially you, Josh, uh, being there from the beginning uh, of the whole thing and everything else. But there's also part of me that's not allowing myself to be sentimental about it because I know there's a new chapter coming, right? Right. Absolutely. You know, because I know that, that what Matt has started and has chosen to and right. I'm not. I'm not uh, because he put a bookmark in. He did. He did kind of put a bookmark in it yeah. because I think there will be a new iteration of this that right. supports what his vision was. Right. Will it be the same? No. Of course no. not. Of course not. Yeah. It, 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 you know what I see in the future is is uh, a new venue. Right. Mm-hmm, a new name. But I still see it supporting the idea of what he was looking at with supporting Nebraska actors, yep. having it in Nebraska or Nebraska filmmakers, yep. having it in Nebraska and, and just along that same vein. So I like I said, I'm not getting sentimental about it. Cry as much as just do it. <laughs> you're you're dead to me. You're dead. Yeah. As as much as <laughs> like I said, knowing that there's another chapter.
3: Act like you care, just cry, Patrick. God damn it. <laughs> <Just do> it.
2: <laughs> uh, Yeah. So no, I will definitely miss. I mean, this was one of those things that I look forward to every year from that point on just saying, you know what, this is, this is, uh, I, I put a pin in the calendar Mm -hmm. for that specific weekend, knowing that I'm going to go out and have a wonderful time with people. I really care about talking about things. I'm very
1: passionate about Right. this. We, we'd always talked about this was our new year's Eve in the filmmaking calendar. Yeah, pretty much. Everything started on, uh, the day after Prairie Lights right. for the, the next year and we worked our butts off to get whatever we could done so we could play it here and have a great right. weekend with all these filmmakers yeah. and seeing what everybody else is doing on the exact same vein. So it's right. it, it will be missed. But exactly like you said, this is just the end of one chapter and the the start of something brand new and I'm I'm gonna say it's something even far more amazing than right. what this is going to yeah. be
3: and, or and what this was. This year we we even without knowing it was the end, we really worked our fucking asses mm. off because we worked on like four or five Yeah, we six busted mil- we busted asses this, this year. Yeah, we
2: had uh, – because That's we funny. had two that screened as mm-hmm. Midnight Frights films. Right. And then, Josh, you had The Feed, which is one that you yep. wrote. And then Kaylee's Project, which I DP'd and, mm-hmm. and helped extensively right. on. So, so, so yeah, we had a good showing as a trio of filmmakers this right.
3: year. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck, I just hit that mic. i yeah, to start know, over. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can everybody cry again? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we're back. <laughs> you right. So – I don't know. Anything else? I I think
1: uh we've said all this need to be said. Uh right. we'll we'll see what happens on the, the back side of this, but you right. can always turn to the Midnight Fright cast. We will be there for the foreseeable future until I make too many weird noises and I get kicked off or uh Josh picks too many bad movies <laughs> and gonna, he gets
8: kicked off. We're just
2: gonna
1: fucking mute your line. <laughs> you know what
3: you know, I, I have not I have not picked Hellraiser or begotten, so I'm good. Oh, but you just mentioned Hellraiser though. I did.
1: Oh yeah, we have to we have to end with that too. Um, just for Maddie.
3: So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, good time to wrap it up. To let's, wrap let's call it. it uh, up, yeah. So.
1: yeah. Patrick, do you want to give, uh, give the deets on where we're, where we're find, foundable?
2: Nah, I don't feel like it on this one. They know where we are. Yeah.
1: MidnightFrightsFilms.com, MidnightFrightCast on Facebook. You can find us all on there. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you on the flippity flip when we are reviewing movies. And we got Maddie back at the uh, basement studio. For the Midnight Frights cast, we are signing off from the Pretty Lights Film
3: Festival. Peace out, Pretty Light peeps.